Right. Come damn it, let's hit the showers. Come damn it. Bunch of dandy asses got a lousy practice. We're gonna get our asses kicked Friday. What about fourth string? I didn't even get to practice. Wyler, after all the goddamn shenanigans you pulled last season, you should be thanking God you're still in goddamn uniform. Come damn it. All right, everyone, welcome back uh, to Gundam and MHQ. This is one of your hosts, Neo, and I'm here with Chris and Soulbroke. I say hello. What's up, everybody? Yo. Yo. Oh, man. He's too cool. <laughs> Mr. Too Cool. Too, too cool for school. Too cool for school. Um, and uh, this is episode 105 of Gundam, and in this episode, uh, we're just going to have one extended topic, and that's going to be uh, our reviews of uh, episodes 33 through 36 of Gundam Age. Uh, but before that, uh, guys, do you have anything before we hit into the news? Any news of your own? Other than uh, my, uh, my, my most uh, enjoyable uh, event going on this weekend. Uh, Shut up. Shut up. We don't want to hear it. We don't, don't want to hear it. Oh, man. I'm taping Shut Gundam up. during Evo 2012, but that's cool. This, this, this is not fighters ready. Get I, the hell out. I'm, I'm dedicated to the show, though. That's why I'm here. Well, if you're a real fan, you'd actually be there. I mean. Well, thank you for so. putting that to me. I feel like well, shit for not that, going. I mean, it's. I'm just saying. I mean, true fans actually hey, make the hey, sacrifice. Soul, you want to know something? What's up? I'm there. Oh, you bastard! <laughs> He's coming live from the from Caesar's Palace, man. This is where that's where Chris is at right now. I, I saw I saw Daigo and I gave him the finger. Oh, nice! Just uh, for me. <laughs> just for you. Well, not that. I told him. I told him that. Uh, you know that he's crap and he's no good. And if he wants to uh, try me online, my tag is Sobro Ryu. <laughs> <laughs> if you want to feel, oh my God, he's gonna put me on blast tomorrow. I can't so, wait. So <laughs> be on the lookout. You get an incoming uh, request from Daigo. That, that that was just enough salt to have him win the day at Evo. We'll see. Uh, of course, we're recording this as it's happening, so I don't know what the results are, but he might take it. Errors. But uh, yeah, well. <laughs> anyway, I'm here, and um, I, and if anything, I'm I'm, I'm happy to Jeez, such a fucking sacrifice. Be, be reviewing age, man. It's good <laughs> stuff, man. It's good stuff. No, man. If anything, I'm I'm com- I'm dedicated to the podcast. Let's go. Let's go. Let's get it in. All right. So no news then. All right. <laughs> no news from you guys. Uh, that means we'll be going to some of the uh, Neo's Listener Submitted News articles, which are, you can always post on the Neo's Listener Submitted News articles thread in the uh, Gundam section of the Mecha Talk forum. And the first one here, um, this comes from uh, Poster TV, and um, I saw this. I actually had seen it earlier in the week, and I thought it was kind of bizarre, but um, I guess maybe it is kind of true or so. I don't know, um, but uh, there is a political party in Japan called the Liberal Democratic Party, mm-hmm. and I guess they're going to be holding a live twelve-hour marathon stream on a. They ha- they actually held it on this past Thursday, and one of the discussions is going to be the uh, Gundam development project. <laughs> I heard a little vaguely about that. Holy yeah. shit! 
Yeah, um, they, they would. Uh, I guess uh, some of the members of the House of Representatives that are um, part of this group said that they have considered adding efforts to realize pilot quote piloted two legged walking humanoid robots into the party's platform manifesto. Uh, <laughs> well, I can tell you one thing for sure. What? Go ahead. The Ministry of Agriculture is not in charge of Denver. <laughs> well, and you know what? And, and, and as you say that, TV does does have that at the bottom of his uh, post here, that he does say that, um, the, he said in other news, the Ministry of Agriculture is still not in charge of Gundam. So at least we know that it won't go to that ministry. Because um, clearly they're boring. Yes. <laughs> I mean, didn't they, didn't they watch Gundam? Didn't they watch Pat Labor? Why wouldn't the Ministry of Agriculture want to be in charge of Mecca? Hey, they could use the the mecca to uh to till the soil, man. You know, it, exactly. it, you never know, man. It could actually uh help with making more crops, but uh they'll never know because they're just they're boring. They're <laughs> they're small minded and boring, and they lack imagination. Oh, I mean, wouldn't would it be better to just have a robot sit there and plant all those rice, plant the rice fields? Because that doesn't look like fun work. <laughs> It'd probably save on your back, but. Of course, this coincides with um, uh, the article here is from Animated News Network, and they and they talk about um, in 2008 uh, there was a website called Science Portal, and they kind of estimated how much a um, 59 foot tall uh, uh, combat robot similar to the Gundam would cost, and um, and then I guess in 2007 there was kind of a symposium. Uh, defense technology symposium t- towards called towards the realization of Gundam. So, I I, I, I don't understand why you would need a fifty nine foot robot. I, I could see robots being part of the future of warfare, as we see with like drones and stuff. Mm-hmm. But a fifty nine foot robot in um, in on Earth just doesn't make any doesn't sound like any sense. Sounds like it makes any sense. I mean, if you're going to do something like that, wouldn't it be better to have like the smaller ones from F nine one and on when because they were they were much sm- smaller and more compact than the original RX-78. So. They need to scrap all that. They need to start small. Go with Project Scope Dog first <laughs> before they just want to jump into Gundam and anything like Mazenkaze or anything nuts like that. Man, uh, I, <laughs> it tickles me pink that they, they, they want to do something in regards to this, but well, I don't know how far it's going to There's always mad scientists somewhere who need jobs. You're right. You're right. That is true. <laughs> On their islands with their with their private volcanoes, <laughs> and 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 the entire support industry behind them, including the uh, lab coat and goggle industries, the uh, underground base industry, the uh, goon temp agencies. Yeah. Ad- advanced idea mechanics. Let's go. Oh, <laughs> don't, don't forget the uh, the mean kitty uh, the mean kitty cat uh, industry because that. Mm-hmm. When you're when you're crazy mad scientist on an island, you always need like the the mean cat that just uh, will you know bite your throat if uh, if needs to. So that's that's an essential ingredient. Mm-hmm. Doctor Claw. <laughs> Pretty much. But uh, thank you, TV, for your post. Next one here is from Hayaku Shiki. This is kind of cool. Uh, this comes from the Gundam guy. Uh, uh, blog and uh, one uh, Japanese beverage maker is going to announce that it's going to be selling some Gundam Pepsi uh, cans uh, in the uh, that Gundam Front Tokyo Entertainment Complex, mm-hmm. and uh, there's going to be eight of them. And such uh, such things on there are going to be, of course, the RX-78-2 Gun Cannon, White Base, the Green Zaku, Shar Zaku. Uh, this is no goof, boy. This is no Zaku, boy. The, uh, Play with me, boy. Yeah. <laughs> Play with me, boy. 
<laughs> goof piloted by Coach Sandusky. Uh, <laughs> the dome, not the Rick Dome, but just the dome. And, of course, the RX-75 gun tank. I was waiting oh, for it. Yeah. <laughs> They're going to cost about a dollar forty-five U.S., 115 uh, yen, so it's pretty cool. I mean, um, I would say... They look nice. Yeah, if, if anybody's able to grab some... Um, Get me some, and I'll actually pay you for them. So, um, but uh, thank you, Hayaku Shiki, for uh, your submission. And uh, next one here comes from Nasty Nate. Oh man, Chris, we knew that there was going to be some. You know, the the rebirth of Toonami was going to spurn these things, but uh, I didn't realize it was going to do this. Man, this is coming from IGN. You know, Viz Media. They're mm-hmm. one of the largest distributors of manga graphic novels in North America. They're gearing mm-hmm. up to launch the Neon Alley 24-hour anime channel. Oh, oh This geez. has got success written all upon it. <laughs> Chris, you were wrong. You were wrong. Why did you, why did you think that Toonami was not going to cause the revolution it is? This is the revolution here. 24-hour anime channel. And it will be televised. Except for the fact that it's completely <laughs> different from Toonami since it's subscription on a video game console streaming. Yes. And it's six ninety nine a month. And uh, But you can get such uh, sh- shows that you've never seen before, like uh, Naruto Shippuden and Inuyasha. <laughs> Berserk. I mean, gosh. I, I'm, these, these are things that nobody's ever seen before. So um, I've, I've got my, uh, my Konoha headband ready to go. Hell yeah, let's go. Let's do it. Uh, it it's I, I think I mean it's gonna be it's gonna be a failure. It, ho- hopefully, it works like Netflix or, or Hulu, where you get to choose what you want to watch. Oh, I'm sure you'd like it to work to. like Netflix and Hulu, wouldn't you? Yeah. Hey man, I'm, I'm already I'm already subscribed, so hey, you know why not? Why, I saw what's another. I one? saw you get online the other day, late at night, mm-hmm. and I was I was about to get off, but mm-hmm. I literally waited for like two or three minutes just because <laughs> I wanted to see what you were gonna do. And I was hoping against hope. Oh, maybe he'll play a game. Maybe he'll play a game. What's he going to... Oh, oh. <laughs> and I signed off and disappoint. I'm happy to disappoint you. Hey, man, there's several times I'm on there playing with uh, other people sure. in, in other games, man. Sure. I am. And I stream it, too, mm-hmm. at, uh, at twitch.tv slash fightersready. That's right. So, yeah, I mean, there, there are a few times where I actually get on the PS3 to play. But games. my hey, question... Not news all flash. Hmm. Newsflash. The PS3 plays things other than fighting games. Oh, no, it oh man! Well, damn, hey, Solbro, how's, how's that Uncharted trilogy working out for you? How about Killzone? Oh man! <laughs> well, let me let me finish Metal Gear first. <laughs> let me pop that game back in one of these years. <laughs> but um, what were you saying? Neil? Well, I just I mean, you do mention a good point. Um, how is this going to be successful when you're able to see? All of those offerings on Netflix and Hulu. I mean, Hulu shows newer to Shippuden, and you can get Inuyasha on um, on Netflix. So it just doesn't. You know, why would I? Why would I uh, spend money for something that I can already see these offerings on other media's that I already have subscriptions to? I, I think initially they will be competing with themselves, but if they're starting up this channel, I'm honestly thinking that those offerings are not going to be on Netflix and Hulu for much longer. I think they're going to try to get exclusivity for um, this this Neon Neon Alley project, and that's where they'll, they'll be the only place where you'll be able to watch them eventually. So. Well, 
I, I think I'm going to put all my retirement fund into Viz Media stock because I see this going to the roof. <laughs> There'll be big, big, huge, huge, I tell you. You'll be a star. Well, it, it, remember, how, remember how internet. well the, uh, that other one went, the anime channel? That went pretty crappy, too. Well, it, it's it's still around. I guess they they do get a little bit of a uh, they do get a little bit of a uh, at least enough attention to 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 function. But uh, I don't know if anything, it is uncharted waters when it comes to uh, an all anime uh, on demand service. So I'm hoping that it it works out well for them. Mm. Interesting. Well, thank you, Mister Nasty Nate, for your submission. And um, next one here is from uh, we haven't heard from him in a while, but the old defender of destiny. The, oh, the great shit. one, the Jabman025. And this is coming from the Gundam Guy blog again. And uh, you got to give it to China. There's, a, there's another uh, Gundam uh, knockoff statue spotted in Japan. That's supposed to look like the uh, RX-78 uh, NT-1, the Alex. The Alex. Yeah, oh, it's shit. in an amusement park. It's kind of funny. So um, definitely uh, check that out. Kind of uh, can't really say it wasn't... Um, the Gundam, but you know, I'm sure, I'm sure, in, in Chinese Superior Court, it'll be held up that it wasn't. Uh, there, there's no copyright infringement. So, <laughs> <laughs> but thank you, old Defender of Destiny, for your uh, submission there. And um, just wanted to let people know, and I guess uh, Destiny Gundam didn't get this memo. Um, the, since we did episode 100, there's no reason for Avon Kelly and articles anymore. So, uh, just want to let you know. Know that? <laughs> ouch! Ouch! <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, <laughs> thank you for the submission, but um, you know, come on. Next one here comes from uh, Mechton GM, and this is kind of s- sad news. Um, I-, I was looking at this, and at first it, it sounds kind of funny, but then you're like. This is kind of sad. I guess it's the uh, the result of the world that we live in right now. But um, this is from Rocket, Rocket News 24. And I don't know if I'm saying this correctly. Um, Probably not. Most, most Espa, I guess it's the set from Star Wars, that great uh, movie, Star Wars Episode One. Um, <laughs> I guess we're, it's where Anakin and his mommy lived and all that. And mm-hmm. uh, unfortunately, now it's been. I guess the they when you know Lucas went in there and built this, they left it standing. And now, hey, it's you, become, you want to watch Padres? Well, <laughs> now it's kind of got homeless people living in it. <laughs> yeah, they they oh, don't work in the damn. Padres. They are no good. <laughs> Fresh slaves. Oh, you want to oh. make money on Sebulba? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, if you go to this link here and just look at it, and I mean, everything looks good because it's still in the desert, so nothing's really getting screwed up like with moisture or anything like that. There's a picture of a donkey in one, and then um, some of the stuff is there's some I, rust. I heard, I heard those homeless people they travel across the desert in single file to hide their numbers. <laughs> <laughs> they're, they're showing one guy. And he's just like, it looks like he's maybe a teenager or so, and there's like a refrigerator in there and. Then of course those plastic lawn chairs that you get at Home Depot, those things are everywhere. You, you know the ones I'm talking about. <laughs> oh yeah, I, I think after the nuclear war, it's them and uh, cockroaches are going to be the only things left. Uh, cockroaches then... sitting on those chairs, <laughs> giant mutated man-sized cockroaches chilling on those chairs. Yeah, sh- it's showing some cages here. I guess they're keeping pets. Like there's a bird, and uh, yeah, it's 
kind of sad, but a little weird in, in the same thing. So this is uh, located in Morocco or Tunisia. I'm sorry. So uh, yeah, check that out. And I mean, I guess uh, that's what happens. So um, thank you, Mr. Mectin GM for your submission. And the uh, last one here is from uh, one of our favorite uh, Australian criminals, uh, Vent Noir. And, uh, you know, you ever guys ever hear of uh, Gundam the Origin, huh? Yeah, absolutely. What a, what I mean, the super smash hit anime. Oh, yeah. Sensation. <laughs> it, 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 did it come out right after the blockbuster DVD release of Turn A Gundam? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Which came after the smash hit airing on Toonami, the reborn Toonami of Gundam X. HD. <laughs> yes, HD. <laughs> Full edition. <laughs> Oh man! <laughs> well, it, uh, it won an award at the uh, Japanese Sci-Fi Convention this uh, past couple weeks ago. So, um, uh, you know, it's it was actually the manga version, so not the Super Smash uh, OVA that we've uh, that we know and love. So, but uh, I guess that's kind of cool. And uh, that's it for the news. Uh, oh wait, wait, wait! I got, I got a live submission here. Oh, okay. I, I didn't like know. Like, breaking oh, so fresh can't even be posted to the submission thread. Okay. Do, 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 do. Let's go. Okay, so have you guys heard of Pacific Rim? I've, I've heard of no, Pacific, Pacific Rim. Rim as in the movie. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. Okay. Ugly, though. So, um, if you head over to SlashFilm.com, they have the first teaser poster of Pacific Rim, which is a new sci-fi movie by Guillermo del Toro. And uh, this movie mm-hmm. stars Idris Elba, and it's a giant robot versus kaiju movie. So the teaser poster oh, is showing nice. off the robot, which are called uh, Jaegers. <laughs> Unfortunately, oh, the pilots are not called Jaegermeisters. That would be amusing. Or, oh, or that would they, be the or they, best. Are their favorite movies <laughs> the Jaeger bomb? <laughs> yes. So the uh, the Jaegermeisters, let's run with that, are fighting against uh, these kaiju that are called kaiju and um there have been some teaser images of these guys in their pilot suits and uh the whole like visual design is pretty uh mass effect looking and the robot kind of looks along the same line so check that out at slashfilm.com well if it looks that way i'm sure everybody will complain about the ending sure but hey (laughs) all i need to know is it's got idris elba in a robot and guillermo del toro what more do i need to know Oh yeah, I, I'm kind of there. Luther with the kaiju and Luther too. and uh, all of it, man. I, do, I know, I know. Uh, Neo does enjoy his like, uh, kaiju movies. I like so there you go. Check it out right there. Hmm. Well, thank you, thank you Luther for uh, for for uh, that that breaking news there, Chris. Anything else? No, that's it. Straight off, hot off the presses. Oh man, the, did it burn your fingertips? Was that yes, hot? it did. Oh. Well, we'll soak them in some water. Um, all right. Well, uh, unless we have anything else, we'll be going into our first topic today, uh, Gundam Age. You're listening to Gundam at MHQ.
Just milk. Don't serve no goddamn milk. No milk. Right. Well, how about some water? You don't serve no goddamn water. Water. Right. You know, I'll just have whatever you suggest. What is this stuff? Right, goddamn whiskey. It's good. <laughs> Like, my one thing was that I, I wasn't so fond of Wynn, but... Well, you you have to find out about Wynn, because she's actually interesting. Yeah, I didn't... I She just did not interest me, but, you know... Everybody else, I, I liked Alistair, I, I really liked Morgan, I have a thing for Claudia Black, and just hearing her voice in the game makes me makes my ears perk up. And uh, Shale, obviously, Augren was fantastic. Like, all of these... And even Sten, just kind of... You think is sort of a prototypical badass, and then you, you know, then you hear do, more do, about. Do not be forgetting the most wonderful oh. assassin of them all, Zevran. Well, who... I can't, I can't forget Zevran, who wants to stick his knife in his dick and everything. Yeah, he kills, he kills the ladies in the bed, and then he kills the ladies in the bed. If you know what I mean. I, I just like that. Anytime Zevran meets somebody, there's an equal chance that he's gonna fuck you or he's gonna kill you. No matter yes. the sex, no matter the race, he'll do you, and then he might kill you. So you know, that's hey. What does it say that the trophy for banging him is called Easy Lover? Yeah, no joke. It, there, there are a couple characters that that put out pretty easily. Like uh, you have to really work hard for Liliana or for uh, or for uh, Alistair. Alistair. But yeah. Zevran and Morrigan, man, you uh, you get friendly. They're like, hey, come on over. Look, people, this is chaos. And just how outrageous are the hosts of the Anime Addicts Anonymous podcast. Bulma, brief, from Dragon Ball Z, is such a uh, tease. Anime. You're going to go over to Master Roshi's house every day, wearing your little short shorts, your little sexy tops. Addicts. But you're not going to let him tap that ass, even though he wants to tap it, and he gets nosebleeds all the time. Anonymous. He's 500 years old. The man can't die till he gets laid. Let the man rest in peace. All I gotta say is, Master Roshi's sperm count is over 9,000. Podcast. Don't miss a moment. Tune in at aaapodcast.com and iTunes. Boy, it's lucky you had these compartments. I use them for smuggling. I never thought I'd be smuggling myself in them. This is ridiculous. Even if I could take off, I'd never get past the tractor beam. Leave that to me. Goddamn fool, I knew that you were gonna say that. Who's the more foolish, the fool or the fool who follows him? All right, uh, welcome back, everyone. This is Gundam at MHQ, and we're talking some Gundam Rage or Sage or Garbage, whatever you. 
you prefer <laughs> to refer to the series by. So in this segment, we are catching up with episodes 33 through 36. So as usual, just going to do a brief summary of the episode followed by our thoughts on it. So we're going to start with episode 33, Howl to the Moon. Oh, wait, wrong Gundam series. <laughs> I mean, Howl to the Earth. <laughs> so we pick up where we left off at Roast Rolling, which is under attack by the Vegans, and uh, Kyo's all sad about Shanalua's death, and there's lots of stock footage, literally lots of stock footage from the last episode all thrown at us again. And um, they find out that the Vegans have planted bombs inside of the base, and they're trying to defuse the bombs, but uh, there's one left that they can't find, so Keo uses the magical uh, bomb-finding ability of X-Rounder powers that is very well known and established <laughs> to find the bomb and literally toss it out into the air at the very last second. So in some other threads, you have um, Zehart wondering why is it that uh, they had to wait half an hour before the bombs went off instead of just detonating them immediately. Somebody watched MSG. <laughs> and uh, he asks he asked Ezelkent about this and says if he's if he's testing the Earthers and giving them a chance. And Ezelkent vaguely responds, "I'm always thinking of Vagan." And at the same time, the um, ugly fat man Zanald he assigns a uh, little pink-haired girl, well, purple actually, haired girl named Fram to spy on Zehart and keep track of uh, what he's doing. And we end with the D.Va launching to return to space, notably back in its old configuration. Nice. Hmm. That would would be too blatant to have it launch from a a hidden base underneath the rainforest looking like a white base, huh? <laughs> with the flamingos, that that would be that would be full MSG. We're, was, we'll, we'll only do full star, but we'll we're not going to do full MSG. <laughs> I was waiting for the flamingos to show up too. I was a little sad that <laughs> or, uh, or the the federation person to give the uh, the kids checkups. Oh yeah. So, uh, Neil, what are your comments on episode thirty three? <laughs> well, it, it it seemed like I was watching two or three episodes of MSG. Uh, between um, you know we're gonna we're leaving Jabril and then of course um, hey let's plant these bombs to blow up our enemy but let's give them enough time delay that they can go and find them. (laughs) 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 Um, Yeah, it. I don't know. It's just I'm just kind of sitting there and. I'm like it's it's just an episode, and I think that that's yes, it is an episode. Thanks I for think that, uh, <laughs> I think that's, what, I think that's, that's a very just, very shrewd observation. But it, nothing really stood out. I mean, nothing really stood out outside of the fact of just some of the dumb stuff that seems like uh, it's happened before in, in Gundam. And it's like, okay, he's sad about Shanalulu's death. Okay, great. Um, you know, we have to get all this this um, you know stock footage, like you said. And, you know, just just some of the weirdness of, you know, um, you know, doing the doing what they're, you know, trying to destroy the base like they did. And then, of course, you know, easel can't be in more vague than normal. 
And, um, you know, it's just, I don't know. I I, I don't really have too much to say about it because it really didn't, it really, there wasn't really much to say. It's just kind of there. And, um, I mean, if I was looking at it on a, on a, a rating scale, which I am, um, probably be like a two and a half because it just seemed like I'm watching 20 something minutes of just a bunch of images, but really doesn't do anything for me. So. Yes, you are watching images. That is also <laughs> I true. I, I know. And I, images it, and sound hey, simultaneously. Call me Captain Obvious. You know. Tell, oh my God. No, you're more, more like ad, Admiral Apparent. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Well, at least I'm a flag officer when it comes to uh, telling, telling, telling us what's there. But um, yeah. I, I'll be honest that, you know, outside of some of the, you know, you know, some of the action and all that, it, there just wasn't much in this episode. Yes, we get the little crate, you know, the, the, the girl at the end, but it's like, you kind of know where this is going. And, you know, so like I said, two and a half mm-hmm. didn't really float my boat. Okay. So bro. Well, uh, as you guys have mentioned, this uh, this whole arc really has been a throwback to Mobile Suit Gundam and some other UC series. And this episode probably has more elements of MSG in it than any other episode in the entire series. So uh, props to that, I guess. Um, yeah, the the whole thing with the bombs, I, I don't know why they didn't just have a, a trigger on all of them to activate them whenever they wanted to. <laughs> <laughs> hey, what's the timer on them? Ten minutes. Yeah, that's a good amount of time. You know, uh, the ten, ten, ten. <laughs> <laughs> enough time for them to find all the bombs, defuse them, and get them out of there. I did like uh, were they watching them too? Oh yeah, I mean, just like weren't, just, weren't some of the guys watching? Yeah, Zahart some of the vegans. Yeah, Zahart was uh from a distance watching, waiting to see if the explosion <laughs> was going to happen. Why and, would you do that? Uh, I mean, I, if, if your enemies, if you're okay, I can understand the time delay. That's fine. But you're sitting there physically watching your enemies go and freaking defuse them. Wouldn't you just shoot them in the back? I mean, uh, all I know is the vegans need to throw out the old UC playbook because <laughs> it's not working for them. <laughs> Sounds like we've had this conversation before. <laughs> yeah, uh, absolutely. Um, but also, it, it'll, I, it'll happen again. Yeah. <laughs> I I like the fact that Kia was pretty bloodthirsty this episode after the death of. Uh, of senpai uh he really wanted to take cr out and he had to be pretty much dragged from it by obvious well it was amusing go. the way he was beating his ass down and his heart's oh, like yes. this, the suit can't keep up with my capabilities <laughs> well maybe you shouldn't take some generic mass production suit and just paint it red that doesn't really do anything <laughs> do shit <laughs> it doesn't really painting something red doesn't really make it do anything better as a heart dude you can yeah. see how spent he was when fuck with <laughs> when keo got called off of the pursuit and you know Zahart was just sitting there he was done <laughs> he was he was just close to dying and he's so lucky that um that Keo got um called off to more important matters um i uh, this is the episode where they actually talked about the uh age one being put on board the uh the ship uh it was it was good to see that uh flip was gonna kind of soon get the opportunity to go back into uh his own old his old mobile suit so uh that was that was cool to hear uh and also uh uh, Flit and Algris got the team up again, like old boys, man. Like it was uh, yesteryear when uh, Flit used to be running shit. So that was good to see. Um, Fram, isn't that a isn't that something that you put in cars? Yeah, they make oil. <laughs> they make oil filters. That's right. That's right. See, I, I was wondering. It's like Fram. That sounds like something I bought at uh, at the auto parts store. Holy shit! And uh, of course, it's of uh, uh, Zahart's new Moe partner. Uh, she uh, looks like a little chibi Haman, and um, apparently. 
uh, I don't know if it's this episode or the next, but apparently she had a brother that was under his command uh, sometime prior, and she wants to see if he's worthy of uh, of his title, and if not, she's going to put it into him. So I'm interested to see how that's going to play out. I'm sure he's she's going to he's going to win her trust, um, and in the long run. But as for a rating for this episode, uh, I didn't dislike it uh, maybe as much. Uh, so I'll, I'll give it three stars or three three bombs. Three bombs out of five. Three bombs. All right. Well, I, I found it pretty amusing that suddenly uh, X-Rounder capabilities can be used to detect <laughs> bombs hidden yeah. behind walls. You think they can find uh, gold chains on the beach? <laughs> Possibly. <laughs> Possibly. So that was kind of out of nowhere. And um, yes, Kia was definitely quite bloodthirsty after losing Senpai, mm-hmm. which uh, maybe if he hadn't just been frozen stupid last episode maybe she wouldn't have had to die but uh, that's neither here nor there and uh, it's interesting also to see that Zehart you know after so many uh, years of being an Ezelkant worshiper starting to actually stop and say hey um why are we doing these weird things why (laughs) why did we leave um you know all this time on the bomb and give them the chance to find them and defuse them all yeah, see, I'm glad he pointed that out. He, he questioned his motives, and that's something he would never do last arc. No, 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 because he was all about, you know, I, I will give my life to carry out Kant's vision and blah, 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 blah. Zihar's starting to become a grown-ass man. I hope to see that that leads him in a more well, positive direction. I, I, won't, I, I won't give him that much credit for it yet. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's, it was just one comment. Oh, shit. So, yeah, so I gave it three out of stars, as I did on uh, the MHQ review. Mm-hmm. Which brings us next to episode 34. Oh, Crossbone Gundam. I mean, no, Space Pirates Basidian. Basidian. <laughs> so it's b- with a B and not a V, right? That, that's been. Yes, uh, it's with a B. Oh, man. So the diva is uh, escaping from Earth's atmosphere after an unseen distraction battle that the Federation carried out against the Vegans. Mm hmm. And uh, the whole time, Keo starts um, having weird X-Rounder sensations that someone is waiting for them. Mm-hmm. That old new type Some- feeling. That, that old feeling, someone, I wonder who it could be, is waiting for them. So to avoid trouble, they decide to go through this um, weird kind of Bermuda Triangle-looking area called Sargasso. Oh, you thought the same thing. <laughs> And uh, they get attacked by space pirates, Basidian, which um, are infamous for attacking Federation ships. And uh, they're led by a captain named Ash, who looks suspiciously like, oh, it's Asamu. <laughs> he went from being super piloto to super pirato. <laughs> you could resist. <laughs> so... Um, he he has his pirates attack the diva because he wants to test and see if they're worthy of the age system, and he launches in his uh, piratified age two dark hound, mm-hmm. which uh, is sort of like a little bit of a mix between uh, crossbone X two and age two, yeah. And Kyo uh, does not so well against his pappy <laughs> in battle. And what a surprise, the Vegans attack during this time. No way. Including two of the remaining Sand Guys, who are now in Dragons. Yeah. And the Black Tri-Stars, I mean the Sand Tri-Stars. <laughs> yes. So 
they no, they're the buy your... stars now. The There's no try to them. Oh, you're right. You're right. Their the numbers have the been increased. Stars, yeah. <laughs> so they uh, they grab Keo on both ends, and uh, in sort of a surprising uh, recreation of a situation from Generation Two, Asamu blasts both of them and pushes Keo out of the way and is attacked from behind, but unlike Wolf, manages to react quickly enough to turn around and kill his opponent, and he brings down the Bi-Stars now down to uh, the Unistars. <laughs> the star. Yes, the Unistar. The Lone San- Star. <laughs> Man. And uh, as the battle ends... He uh, drops a little. He shoots a little uh, little message pod onto the H three and flies off. And uh, when Keo gets back to the ship, um, he's talking to Flit about it. And he's like, "Hey, I felt this guy, and it felt very warm. And uh, you know who it is, don't you?" And Flit's like, "Well, you know, since you're uh, since you're an extra runner, there's no point hiding it. That's your dad." Hoo-hoo. Dun dun dun! <laughs> Dropping the heavy shit on him. Way to be subtle. <laughs> Subtlety wins again. Yes. Flit fl- 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 has always been less than subtle. <laughs> no, that, like, uh, like, this, like this show. Yeah, I know. We're going to the writers of the show. <laughs> so, Sobro, your comments on this uh, amazing Super Pirato episode of oh, Age. Man, it's got Space Pirates. Instant five stars, yo. Exactly. <laughs> we already know this from last episode. Man, we cut the... It's like they, 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 they gave us everything we would ever want in a Gundam show. Here, here we are, man. Space Pirates, action, suits blowing up, I'm your father, all that shit. Hell yeah, let's go. Let's do it. <laughs> well, he didn't make that revelation. He... Yeah, no. It was, it was Flit that uh, he, um, yeah. he, 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 he denied uh, awesome that, uh, that ability, uh, that moment. But um, no, um... I thought it was a pretty fast-paced episode. Uh, it was finally good to see um, Awesome show up and uh, meet his son in battle, I guess. And and you know it was inevitable. And for uh, how how it all played out, I, I liked the fact that uh, Flick caught on really quickly that that was Awesome in there. And um and later on, of course, told Keo instead of just stretching it out from episode to episode, I wouldn't I would have hated that. Uh, you know, I would hate like ten episodes down the line that Keo finally finds out that that Awesome is his dad. I didn't. I wouldn't have wanted that. Um, so it, I'm glad to play it out the way it did. Um, I like the design of the uh, H2, the uh, the the space pirate design. What, what's it called again? Dark Hound. Dark Hound. I I, I do like the design. I love its Get transformation. It? White Wolf. <laughs> Dark Hound. <laughs> <laughs> At least he found his own identity finally. So um, instead <laughs> of trying to mimic white uh, the White Wolf, so it's yeah, good to see that. Low rent Harlock. There you go. There you go. At least he's at least he's trying to emulate someone dope. So. I give him props for that, even though it's not he's he'll never be as cool as Harlock. No one can, but um, at least he's trying. Shouldn't but, even be mentioned in the same breath. <laughs> <laughs> as for those uh those 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 buy stars, I, they just showed up out of the blue, son. <laughs> it's like, yo, where did these cats come from? Uh, but you know, they I guess they followed the uh. Well, they're they've the they've replaced uh, they've replaced the uh, magician's aid as uh, you know. Um, you know, uh, grunts with faces that you know we can identify with. That'll just die. At least these guys are. Unlike the magicians, they at least these guys are somewhat effective. So, <laughs> well, they don't talk as much junk. Yeah, and, and not not do anything like the magicians they did. 
Absolutely. Oh, we're the best. <laughs> <laughs> but they still die quick. Uh, Glatt, he uh, he bit it pretty pretty fiercely, as well as some other people. I I love the. Uh, I wasn't this the episode? Yeah. Um, the heart was uh reading from the Trey's handbook this episode. <laughs> 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 when Fran walked up to him, t- uh, you know, because she's all about the spy game herself, and she walks up to him and tells him about you know you know she's trying to test the waters with this guy, and the heart just drops the knowledge on her. It's like, look, I know the names of every man who died out there today yeah because it's so hard to remember the names of three guys (laughs) (laughs) not very not very trays not very trays yeah trays but remembers like hundreds (laughs) trays is like um you want to know how many people have died in this war because of me Ninety-eight thousand two hundred fifty-two. lady young read me the latest names when i get back And that, that, that joker, it, it, he was doing mental calculations. Like, how many did we? Do, how many have we lost so far? She's like, oh, seven hundred. Now, now we're up to ninety nine forty two. Yeah, that's much more impressive than three yeah. freaking guys. Yeah. Hey, at least he's starting. <laughs> well, we, we got lo- again. I won't give him. I won't give him that much credit oh. yet. Maybe by the end he'll turn into a traitor friend. Mm-hmm. But. Uh, <laughs> in contrast to the traitor villain, but I'm not going to give him that credit yet. Mm-hmm. Well, um, we've got to have a low-rent Harlock in this show. I guess we should have a low-rent Trace, too. <laughs> <So> <laughs> low-rent everybody. But um, they finally, of course, open up the message. Uh, no, they, uh, awesome leaves a message in a bottle for uh, Keo, oh. and I, I thought it was pretty neat to, to see that. So um, I guess we'll see how that plays out next episode. But to hear the importance of the age system towards the end of the episode was kind of neat. Um, and, and the fact that Awesome was after it, but decided to leave that behind because he believes that the crew of the uh, Diva are worthy of having it. So you got to like- wonder, though, what, what a kind of a chump is this guy? We find out that he's been attacking Federation uh, ships that are traitors working with the Vegans. Mm-hmm. That's like small potatoes nonsense. So he's accomplished exactly nothing. Nothing. No, he, yeah. He's just made himself a criminal. <laughs> you know, he's not and, he's not and completely abandoned his wife and and son. Yeah, exactly. Hope he's got, got a damn good reason. That's all I like to know. Um, and hopefully we'll get an episode dedicated to that in the future. But... Oh, I'm I'm sure he won't. <laughs> this is age. I mean, we're thirty yeah. something episodes into this. Don't you know that? By now, you don't get better explanations for why things happen. I should know the tempo by now. It's yeah, the same you have to realize as... the fact that he's a space pirate is just cool. So <laughs> that, that, that will forgive, uh, you know, abandoning his children and his wife and everything like that. Mm-hmm. And, then, and then actually becoming a, uh, a criminal of the Federation he's saying that he's trying to protect. So, yeah. so, uh, so how, how many, um, how many uh, Tobiases? Do you give this episode? <laughs> Tobias is, I'll give it three and a half. Three and wow. a half Tobias's. Okay, Neo? Yeah, it, it's definitely better than last episode. I mean, it's, it's got the action in it, and it is kind of, um, you know, it, it, it's cool to see some of that stuff. And eh, the Dark Hound looks good, except for the little somewhat eye patch. It looks more like a monocle <laughs> <laughs> that it's got on there. So. You're looking that, like the Monopoly guy? Yeah. <laughs> Um, but yeah, I, I, I'm just kind of sitting there and I'm like, wait a second, I've seen age two and awesome. You sucked. And who, who, what gives you the right to sit there and judge other people's skills? It's like you were degrade and you're always he's, will be degrade. He's, he's super pirate though. Yeah. Well, you, guess what? You can't give yourself your own nickname <laughs> and you definitely can't steal it from another man that's dead. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, uh, 
I, 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 it, it is a little silly though that like you know like Chris said I mean yeah okay they're they're getting these they're they're attacking these guys that are um, you know that are helping the vegans. But in reality, it's just, it is kind of small potatoes. It's it, what is this really doing to stopping you know uh, the vegans attacking Earth? Has it done much? Because they've still continued on. I mean, and you know, if it if it's you know if they're having to attack that many people, man, this you know half of the Federation must be in with the vegans. So it, I don't know, but yeah, that this whole that whole thing was just a little silly and. Um, you know, it, it is going to be interesting once they have the sit down to see why, um, you know, what his uh, weak willed reasoning of, <laughs> oh, it, 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 it's more important to do this, to abandon my wife and kid, to go after uh, potential traitors in the Federation. How could you just not do that on your own while still being around there? I mean, just become a bounty hunter or something. I don't know. You know what I'm saying? Go, it's just. Go figure. So, um, Neil, I, how I, many. I, uh, how many mm-hmm. Zabines do you give this episode? Oh, I give this uh, three Zabines with a uh, Master Grade Crossbone uh, one backslash. <laughs> just, just to add one thing, uh, I'm afraid what they'll do is that they'll tell the story in that manga that's, that's running in Japan right now and not give us oh, the, well, the you, story you, in the show. You just, you just soul broke what I was about to say, soul bro. Oh, dude, well, go, go for it. I, I, my hand's off the mic. <laughs> Uh, as I was about to say, there is a certain amount of backstory we're missing here because there's a manga side story called Memories of Sid that's been running in Japan since age two, actually, which oh. always seemed, which at the time seemed to me weird because this thing was set um, after, you know, <laughs> after age two. I was like, that doesn't make any sense. But then we find out, oh, it corresponds with right at the time Asamu went missing, so... You know, we have the whole story of how it was that he became a space pirate, but still. So the guy abandons his family. Then 13 years later, he encounters his son. He then proceeds to attack his own son to test his skills. (laughs) And uh, when you look at it on the whole, how does he not measure up as a worse father than Flit? Because (laughs) Flit, he never never attacked Asamu to to test his skills. Mm-hmm. No. Um, and he certainly didn't abandon him for his entire life. <laughs> but he's Gendo. But Flit's Gendo. Oh, that's right. It's Gendo. Sorry. Yeah. There you go. So, given the importance and all the hype that there was going up to this episode, I I did feel a bit disappointed by it. It just was a standard, you know, generic battle, and uh, yeah. you know, the sand guy showing up was no big deal. Uh, what I found out a little bit interesting was we find out that uh, Fram has her own agenda. Yep. And uh, she's talking about how her brother gave his life for Zahart, and she wants to see if Zahart's worthy of that or she's going to kill him. Mm-hmm. And she's looking at a picture. We don't see who it is, but if I had to guess, it's I would Kyoji say Kashu. that it's... it's, it's um, Have you what? seen this man? It's Kyoji Kashu. Have you seen this man? Yes, Koji. Exactly. Koji. <laughs> If if I had to guess, I would say it's this guy Dole Frost from the Magicians Eight because yeah. uh, number one, he did give his life to save the heart, mm-hmm. and um, he does have kind of similar looking hair to uh, yeah to Fram. So that's what I would assume. I guess we'll see. I mean, given how obvious that assumption of mine is, that's probably mm-hmm. the truth. Speculation, man. 
<laughs> but so, if, if I had to pick someone from from the second arc that uh, could be could be just that person, then um, I I, I have to agree with you on. How that. do you not? How do you not know it's not Wolverine? Low rent Wolverine. Oh yeah, man, Space Logan. Yeah, Space Space Logan. Space Logan. It could it could be him, but uh, he's he's too uh, he's too ugly and he has like green hair. Oh, yeah. Maybe it's that crazy dude at the end of the second the second um story arc that they fought at the Washington Monument. That guy. <laughs> I don't think so. Anyway, uh, I'm just talking shit. Uh, I was a little disappointed by just how generic the episode turned out to be, so I give it uh, three Kinkados. Hey, hey, there you go. <laughs> So that will take us to our next episode, which is number 35, The Cursed Treasure. Ooh, man. Mm. Yeah, you better beware of ghost stories, Lassie. You're in one. <laughs> oh, wait. Wrong. Not, not, not the same kind of cursed treasure. That, oh. that, that would have been better. <laughs> it would have. If Paul Bosa showed up, I'd been like, okay. <laughs> this is an instant five. <laughs> But no, we Barbosa shows up, takes command of the Vagans, wins the war in one day. Exactly. <laughs> with with uh, with five casualties. <laughs> like, give me that dark hound, you sissy. You're no pirate. <laughs> how do you use this crap? Anyway. No, we got stuck with Davy Jones. <laughs> so. Uh, immediately after the last episode, Flit goes off on a rant like, that guy's not my son. He's a traitor. He's a pirate. Rah, forget it that he even exists. Don't even mention his name. Rah. And Keo's like, whoa, hold on. That's my dad. What are you talking about? Oh, shit. So uh, um, Keo's kind of all sad, and he hears from people like Roddy, who who knew Asamu, and, um, you know, um, there's a uh, pretty good scene with Obright where Obright talks to him about how uh, he knew Asamu back in the day, and he's there sweeping the floor. Oh, yeah, man. Nice little callback to his, his doomed romance with Remy. <laughs> the funniest death of age. God damn. Oh, it was hilarious, dude. Aww. And he's got a nice little scene with... Uh, with you Noah telling him that uh, you know she's glad that her brother's alive and that Flit is happy too, but you know adults are complicated and can't explain how they feel and blah blah blah. So uh, finally well, they get off saying that she's an adult. I would hope so. <laughs> <laughs> she well she sure don't look it. Yeah, no, no, well that's for, true. For someone who's in her late thirties, she doesn't look a day over <laughs> anime fourteen. <laughs> Women don't age in animate. They don't. Yeah, just 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 well, add just add one line to the side of their lips, and mm-hmm. uh, that that indicates age. In age, <laughs> that little crease. Nice. So they decode the message, and um, Asamu explains that for all these years he's been hunting this MacGuffin called Laplace's box. Oh, I mean ExaDB. <laughs> I knew you were gonna say that. <laughs> what? I'm confused. Laplace's box, right? Yeah. What? No. Yes. This so is he's age. hunting for Laplace's no. box. I mean Exadb. Oh. And what might you ask is Exadb? Well, conveniently, it's a database of all of the advanced weaponry that the Federation had from the time of the colony wars that was supposed to all be destroyed. But of course, they kept it. Dude, I thought it was Space IMDb, man. <laughs> no, sorry. <laughs> Damn. <laughs> it's it's uh, space weapons Wikipedia. Oh man! Did they did they steal this from the moon race? Oh, possibly. 
Possibly, yes. <laughs> so they're looking for space so now, now, we're, now, now we're at turn A in this show, huh? <laughs> we we evolved to turn A. <laughs> oh, wait. We won't have that, until we have that episode when they start showing all the images of uh, past Gundam shows, then we... <laughs> <laughs> yes. So anyway, the, the ExaDB contains um, all of this advanced data that was supposed to be destroyed, but of course one copy remained because the Federation, of course, any Federation in Gundam cannot comply faithfully to a peace treaty, so they have to violate it. Of course. By keeping the data. And uh, this information is also revealed to the same time to Zerhart. And what we find out is that many years ago, Ezelkant obtained a small portion of the ExaDB and that became the basis for all Vagan technology. So now we finally have the answer to the question of why do the Vagans have so much more advanced mobile suits than the Federation? Mm-hmm. That's finally, they, finally we got that explanation, which, I, which I'm willing to accept there. So now it's the question of if you could, if you could find the entire ExaDB, well, you'd have a huge advantage, wouldn't you? If the Vagans <laughs> could do so much with so little. Knowledge is power, man, and it's literally in this show. Exactly. So, um, yeah, there you go. Big, uh, big surprise, big shock. Hey, man, revelations finally. (laughs) Well, I would think too. In Exit DB, um, I bet there's something in there that says uh, the people of Mars should have uh, freedom. Uh, over what they do, or actually, no. Oh, yes. That, that would be interesting, but let's not say yeah. that. <laughs> Wait a second. Is that, what, Unicorn? What, where oh, am shut I? Shut up. What show am I doing now? So, anyway. Unicorn um, episode five or great? What's going on here? Unfortunately, all of the uh, little bits of exhibition are interrupted by a vegan attack because <gasps> um, here's something really genius. What's up? In space, where... You have three dimensions. Yes. They're going to attack from the front and behind (laughs) on one plane. Because, of course, you couldn't move to the left or to the right or up or down or in any freaking direction. I must have watched Prometheus. (laughs) Yes. Because uh, you got got a serpentine, dude. You got a serpentine. (laughs) It's it's called the uh, the Theron maneuver, right? You know, just keep yes. going straight. <laughs> he, he he pulled the Charlize. <laughs> ah. Oh no! So they attack, and uh, Zenald is uh, a glory hog, mm-hmm. and he wants to capture the Gundam. And uh, of course, a hideously ugly fat man has to pilot a hideously ugly fat mobile suit. Hey, look, look, once the Zamdrag is mass-produced... <laughs> I, I have to at least give some credit, though. When, when that thing first appears and, and Sarek sees it, he's like, is that a mobile suit? Because <laughs> even he's shocked by how ugly it is. It's terrible looking. Oh, my gosh. Yes. <laughs> terrible. Exactly. <laughs> and in a shocking cliffhanger, um, you know, he grabs, uh, he grabs Keo and uh, shoots him from behind at point-blank range. Dun-dun-dun, Keo dead! (laughs) Who will continue the series now? Oh, man. Shocking. So, uh, Neo, your comments on this episode. Okay. First off, what really irritated me the whole time through this, at the first part of this episode, is that everybody's giving Flit crap that he's so angry that his son left 
to become a pirate and abandon his grandson and his daughter-in-law. So he'd have to take care of him and probably had to sit there many a nights go, well, your dad died in some, you know, awful accident and he was a good man. No, he went and just became selfish and everything. And everybody's like, oh, well, you know, Flitch shouldn't be that, you know, you should just be happy that your dad's alive, Keo, because, you know, you, you shouldn't have any abandonment issues or anything like that. I'm just sitting there and I'm like, this is so stupid. Like, I don't know how you cannot, uh, you know, feel the same way that Flit does. I mean, th- this guy, I mean, he had so many problems with Asum. And then now, you know, the, at the time that his family needed him the most, he up and left for, you know, pretty much just doing small potatoes uh, hit-and-run attacks on uh, suspected uh, vegan sympathizers. So it, this whole thing of, like, you know, then the, the very special, you know, it's like a freaking after-school special because Keo is, like, going up to everybody. Oh, what do you think about this? Oh, well, you know, it's, you should just be, just be glad that your dad's alive. And, you know, even though he's alive, but he, he, you weren't that important to him that he just up and left you and your mom. I mean, it's just so stupid, really dumb. And uh, I'm, I'm with, tell us what you really think. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm with Flick because I'm like, you know what? Hell yeah, that you know, you should be pissed, and Keo should be pissed. I mean, yeah, it's cool that his dad's still alive. Okay, it gets that because of the unknown factor: did he die? Did he not die? Whatever, you know, he's alive. But shit, you should still be pissed that he up, up sat there and 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 abandoned you for really, from what we see so far, of kind of a dumb, a dumb excuse. And I mean, it's just that, that was very, very irritating. So uh, that 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 was a big black mark on this. And and uh, I, I hope some of those people on the diva died that sat there and said some of that stuff. I hope. Damn. I hope. I hope Rowdy ends up like uh, Astonash in uh, in uh, you know Char's counterattack at the Jesus last battle. Christ, there. man. Yes. Man, boy, you you were you were on fire today. <laughs> You're giving the general a run for his money. Hey, oh, man. You know what? I, I w- I'm with Flit on that, though. I mean, everybody was sitting there thinking, oh, he's just a pissed off old man. No, he had a reason to be pissed off. I mean, seriously. <laughs> well, he is also just a pissed off old man. Well, he is yeah. a pissed old man. <laughs> By I, default. I, <laughs> but, my space lawn. Yes, but I mean, still, he, this time he was actually, he had a reason to be pissed. But, um, you know, that, but. You know, I digress. Um, <laughs> yeah, it, it was kind of interesting to see Laplace's, I mean, Exa DB box, whatever, um, you know, come up. Uh, it does, it is a nice convenient explanation of why the Vegans are so much superior in their technology and stuff. Um, you know, it, I think this is going to be kind of interesting how this, um, how they end up explaining this. Do you guys think that this could be ending up like um, a turn eight Gundam where all of a sudden it's like they try to mesh them all together? All the black history? Oh, yeah. my gosh. The wars are all the past Gundams or this is so far in the future or do you think it's just you know, just some, just a convenient way of explaining why the Vegans are so much better than uh, <laughs> than the Federation. I, and some I, I don't care. Yeah. <laughs> it's it seems like a Deus Ex Machina to me. So, <laughs> but I mean, at least at least it's one that um they've got the time to actually you know um sell us on uh before the series is over. Yeah. Uh, hopefully, they don't find it and open it up, and then um people start to disintegrate like it's the Ark of the Covenant. But we'll we'll find out. <laughs> It's actually gonna. It's gonna. It, it'll be interesting to see what um what's in this XDB because we know that there, one of these sides is gonna are gonna find it, mm-hmm. and um, you know it, it's just gonna be interesting to see how um 
you know, how, uh, how, ad- how advanced this is and, you know, and if they can even put it all together, because if this stuff's super advanced, there comes a point where it may be too advanced for you to even be able to do something like that at that point. So, you know, and, and what was with the Federation to put everything on one hard drive? I mean, <laughs> I really doubt the United States military has all of their weapon systems on one big hard drive. <laughs> oh, you'd be, you'd be surprised. <laughs> Let's hope not. <laughs> we, we're in trouble. Given, we are given in trouble, how often then. the government loses uh, laptops with classified information, don't be surprised. Man, what, what, no. this uni- the, what this universe needs is WikiLeaks. <laughs> Space leaks. Space. There you go. Space WikiLeaks. Let's go. Let's 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 make that happen. <laughs> yeah, and, and I have to agree with you. Why does you know what is up with the big guy uh, discrimination in this? You know, it's okay. Yeah, he's a, he's a morbidly obese guy, but why does this suit have morbidly obese? <laughs> <laughs> this doesn't make any sense. Well, but. I could see it needing a bigger cockpit because he's morbidly obese, but why does it have to be a squat, fat, ugly thing? Yeah, I know. Yeah, it, it's it's just very bizarre, but. Okay, and and I, I did have flashbacks of uh, once the big zombs mass produced. Yep, absolutely. <laughs> hard hard to avoid when you, when this thing is called the Zam Drag. Exactly, like zombs right there in the name. <laughs> so I guess in the next episode he's going to be on the top there with uh with an assault rifle trying to kill Keo. Nice. And, uh, he's going to see like a big bat thing behind him. What is this pressure I'm feeling? Uh, if it ain't broke. <laughs> Well, I mean, it, it'll be interesting, though, because, you know, after uh, after now, the X-Rounder ability is a bomb detector. I wonder what other cool little things it'll be able to do, GPS or, uh, you know. <laughs> it does uh, online check-ins for you <laughs> on Space Square. He can, he can, uh, he can tweet. He could tweet from the cockpit. Yes. <laughs> but uh, definitely better than the last two episodes. I'd, I'd give it about a three and a half or so. Oh, three and a half uh, big zombs out of five. <laughs> okay. So, bro, your, your thoughts on this episode? I can't say I feel as passionate as Neo does about, um, about uh, the, the, the awesome. Uh, but what, but what uh, about how, how everybody was giving Flit a lot of crap. For something that he really he does he is justified to being cranky old man at this point on. I mean, if you really look at it, well, he kind of takes the cranky old man to uh, a, a little too far. But let's let Solbro tell us. Yeah, <laughs> he does. He does. He does. He does wild out a bit much this episode because there has to be an explanation as to why his son did what he did, and he's not taking the benefit of the doubt. Of the doubt, which I guess I shouldn't do in this show. Because as you guys had mentioned, the explanations usually don't uh, befit the the character motivations. So um, maybe it is some bullshit explanation as to why he uh, became the pirate. But I'm willing to at least give Awesome some kind of uh, uh, leeway because he had to have a, a drastic reason to to abandon his wife and child for God knows how many years. And I'm uh, hopefully it's good enough for Flit to accept. So um, we'll see how that goes down. I did like everybody talking about Awesome and reminiscing about him, like Rhodey and his sister and um, Albright and just the connections that Kia was making between all the members of the crew because of that, how awesome ties to a lot of people in the show. Um, uh, that design for the, uh, for the Zamdrag, I don't know what they were thinking, but there've been worse designs in this show. So <laughs> you're, you're going to line up and get that pre-order that model kit, right? Oh boy, man. I'm going to, I'm going to get, I'm going to get the master grade. Let's go. Let's do it. <laughs> oh, that, that thing would look great next to the master grade Jew egg. <laughs> Why have you given me nightmare fuel? Ooh, 
man, Chris is not gonna be able to sleep tonight. <laughs> uh, stop lying, Chris. You know you got them both on pre-order. Yes, there we go. The truth comes out. <laughs> I love the design of the H three orbital, though. Um, that's probably the the best to me, the best looking uh mode of the H three so far, and uh, how fast it is, and it, it you know really takes to space. Uh, I gotta say that the uh, the G Viper is worthy of Gradius. <laughs> <laughs> with uh with how um how much is packing thrust and 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 weapons it's ready for beam spam and um and 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 um bullet hell shooters so uh it's <laughs> cool to see that that uh that upgrade to the to the um to the core fighter but um uh, the extra db man uh it's it's wrapped in mystery uh, i i don't know exactly where this is gonna go uh and who's gonna find it first but now we've got uh the main thrust of the uh of this arc and someone's gonna have to find it and um before the wrong people do so uh i'm interested to see how that plays out and uh flit he uh at the end of the episode he springs into action we don't get to see him take off and uh in the age in the age one yet but you know what's happening next episode so it's good to see him dash out there and realize what was going on in the battlefield and that uh the enemy wanted to capture the age three so you know flit still got it but uh as for a rating for this episode i would probably give it three and a half okay okay so to the issue of flit being pissed off yes mm-hmm. he is uh, it's understandable why he'd be angry yeah but he kind of takes it too far of my my son died as a soldier of the federation and oh, never yeah. speak that name again it's like this kid just found out that his father's alive and you're telling him forget that your dad is alive that's just that's a bit much it's a little harsh <laughs> yeah um He's not before getting to. not before getting questions answered. Uh, that, and, that's, that's well, it goes to show how narrow minded Flit is because in the last episode he's like, "Oh, you know, these people attack the Federation, therefore they are the enemies of the Federation. They are bad guys." You know, he's so narrow minded that he's not even giving his son the benefit of the doubt until that video plays. Well, maybe Flit still thinks that the, he rooted out all the corruption in the Federation, but uh, when Awesome says that, you know, there's still corruption in the Federation. And yeah, that he's doing one, his part to one get rid guy of it. could take care of all of the corruption in the saying. Federation for all time. Hey, he's not he's, he's, man. No, he's, <laughs> he's he's mo- he's a mobile suit Clark Kent. Yeah. <laughs> Look what he did in in Generation Two. Mm-hmm. Single handedly. <laughs> I don't have much more to add, so I will say um, that uh, it was better than uh, what we've seen in the last episode or two. So I give it uh, three and a half. Get off my lawns. There you go. <laughs> Which brings us to the last episode we're discussing today, episode 36, Stolen Gundam. Gee, I wonder what this episode is going to be about. Oh, man, I'm, I'm, I'm Shouldn't perplexed. Shouldn't this be the first episode? <laughs> <laughs> this should be the title of every first episode of every yeah. Gundam series. Isn't this just the de facto first episode of every Gundam? <laughs> I, I will say, though, you got to give it to age. With uh, their incredibly subtle and cryptic episode titles. Oh boy, man! You you never know what's going on from the titles. <laughs> no, not in age ever. <laughs> Keeping them guessing. <laughs> so uh, somehow Zanald manages to completely miss Keo at point blank range and doesn't even hit him, even though he's got him like for for uh, in violation position. <laughs> 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 that is true. And then Flit shows up in the decrepit old age one, but is managing to hold off both Zehart and Zanald. And uh, Keo escapes, but as soon as he reaches 
the diva, he turns around because he doesn't want to leave his grandpappy behind. No, not at all. And stupidly, he attacks Zanald again. (laughs) And gets captured again. And this time, Zanald uses um, his hands and uh, the monkey feet Mm -hmm. to grapple onto the suit. And uh, very amusingly, on his way out, he whacks Zehart and knocks him into Flit <laughs> before running away. So um, Flit is yelling at uh, Natora to turn the ship around, which everyone on the ship is saying, that's crazy because I'll leave us our, our, our rear exposed. Mm-hmm. And she doesn't. So um, then he starts yelling at her, literally in her face, like a mm-hmm. crazy old man. Absolutely. And He's yelling at the mechanics that he wants to fix the age one, even though it's completely trashed more than it ever has been in the series up to now. Goodness. <laughs> that, dude lost, the, that dude lost a leg in the first five minutes. <laughs> I mean, it's really up like a piece of crap. We're talking like yeah. uh, Gundam Mark II end of Zeta levels. Oh, yeah. Yeah, it's pretty bad. And uh, he's just yelling at everyone constantly <laughs> and they decide to go get some resupplies so they go to oh it's the madorna workshop hell yeah and uh old man madorna well he's not there because he's probably dead oh because here he already looked pretty old in the first generation yeah <laughs> and uh we see though it's still run by uh, a lot of parley but uh time has not been kind to her Oh, <laughs> she was holding up pretty well in the last series. And then, she um, was, but then yeah. after that, she just let Ooh. it go. And apparently she's got some issues with Roddy because uh, she got pissed that he abandoned the family business to go pursue the family business. <laughs> yeah. And he's he's a grown man, like in his late 30s or early 40s, frightened to death of his small, portly, unattractive mother. Woo. <laughs> <laughs> She did bestow upon him an ass whipping when he came in. (laughs) She did. (laughs) At least threatened to give him one. And uh, they they get a call from Asamu who says, hey, I could could go out right away and rescue Kyo. And and Flip's like, old man renting. Mm -hmm. And finally some awkward staring. And he's like, okay, fine. Go and take the Gundam spare parts with you. (laughs) The Asano stare off. <laughs> and then at uh, the end of the episode, we see that um, Keo is uh, sitting in generic RPG peasant garb. <laughs> oh yeah! Oh yeah! <laughs> in the brig on on Zanald's ship, uh, easily a prisoner of war. Man, he was looking mad shook. That's all I know. <laughs> As they cut to the credits, it's like, oh my god, he's about to pee himself. <laughs> So, Solbro, your comments on episode thirty-six? Um, it was a, uh, it was, it was uh, I, I, I quite enjoyed it because uh, finally they put Flit in his place. Um, <laughs> they got him to calm the f down, and I, I was <laughs> glad to see that. But he was a Raven lunatic for a while, and I didn't mention this in the previous episodes that we reviewed, but I wanted to. Um, it looks like uh, a- uh Captain Anus. She's uh, <laughs> Inus. Inus. Oh my God, Captain Inus. She, she. <laughs> Oh my gosh! She she's shaping up uh, to be a, a halfway decent captain, and she didn't back down. Uh, to, <laughs> oh my God. Did she wow. now? Wow! Oh my God. I, I, I'll fall right into every pitfall. 
She she didn't notice. Fold. That's why I referred to her by her first name. Oh my god! To avoid this trap, which you so obviously blundered into. Hey man, I just, I'm just calling by their proper uh, proper titles. But mm-hmm. um, she uh she actually um held the course. It's a good thing she didn't. She held uh, the course. She <laughs> held the course, man, and she didn't expose the ships. She didn't expose the ships' flank. <laughs> she didn't expose the ships' rear. <laughs> Just stop, man. Just stop. And, Just, and, put a, and put a dark stain on her career. <laughs> and and, and when, when, when Flick confronted her about it, uh, Abyss, uh, he, uh, he stepped in and backed up, the, backed up the play. It's like, look, you know, you put the whole ship in danger you know, for one person, and you can't be doing that. You, you, he you, he, he backed her up for not exposing uh, the rear. <laughs> keep her rear covered. <laughs> He gave, her, she, he gave her ample uh, cover fire from the rear. No doubt. And then gave her... <laughs> and then gave her, gave her um, a, a, a pat on the back uh, <laughs> or a pep talk afterwards, you know, to, to make sure her spirits... Clearly, were, we, we are all 12. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> she, she, she's a little uh, insecure, I, but I blame, she, she's I getting over I blame Sunrise it. for calling her Captain Ains. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I did dig the fact that Kyo tried to come back and save Ji-chan, and he ended up getting uh, captured for it. But you know, he, you know, he's a noble kid, man. He didn't want to see his old grandpa get killed, and um, it was it was good to see that. And of course, it it's taking us to our next arc where Kyo's a prisoner, and uh, he's going to go on adventures uh, as that. Um, uh, it was funny that uh, what was it? The the orphans were trying to help out, much like uh, MSG, where uh, yeah, they, the uh, the non-orphan orphans who. Their appearance with that dumb little music totally oh, yeah. ruined the drama of the scene. The the tenseness of the scene, and that was a good scene. I, I did enjoy the scene where um, uh, was it? Rody and uh, uh, Unoa were talking, finally talk some sense to Flit uh, when they uh, when he wanted to, them to fix the suits and everything so that he could go out there and go after uh, his grandson, which I don't know how he's going to do in just a lone mobile suit that just got damn near obliterated <laughs> the first time around. Hey, but, he's a crazy old man. What do you expect? Yeah, but uh, one of my favorite scenes, of course, was uh, the when Awesome and Flit finally got to talk to each other over that uh, over that phone call and that 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 crazy ass stare off where they're just sitting there going, <laughs> and they got the close ups on their eyes. I just couldn't help but crack up when I saw that. But uh, it was good to see Lala Parley too. Um, I she, uh, I wouldn't say it was good to see her. Oh, uh, but I mean, she's the same old spirit. At the end of the day, she, her her form might have changed a little bit, but uh, a little bit. It, Everybody gets old, and um, it just seemed to hit her like a Mack truck. So what what can you do? But um, overall, I, it was a fun episode. I I would definitely give this one four stars. Wow, one four stars, wow. four stars, yo. Jeez. Oh yeah, and Zanal's a total scumbag. The shit he did to uh, <laughs> the shit he did to Zahart when slapping him with his tail. Uh, that was just it was funny. But at the same time, I can't wait to see that guy kick the bucket. And he looks more of like a pirate pirate than anybody else in the space pirate crew. So <laughs> he does. I don't understand. Hey, kind of does. Yeah. <laughs> look like Long John Silver in space. <laughs> but I, I digress. Neil, it's all you. <laughs> well, what, what more uh, can you want in an episode where you have fart jokes with uh, Captain Anus refusing to uh, expose her rear? Um, <laughs> old man rage. Because old, old people raging is hilarious. Mm-hmm. And um, yeah, uh, 
the 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 constant uh, the constant lack of respect that Zhard gets from anybody in the Vegan Army. <laughs> I mean, this guy. It's like. <laughs> It's this, like guy, it, it, this guy gets disrespected so bad that even yes. the planted spy mm-hmm. from the guy who did this to him feels bad for him. Yeah, yeah, she, she's starting to warm up to him, I noticed. And uh, he's got at least one one guy that's sold on him. What's the name of that guy with the dot on his forehead? Uh, Lael. Lael, yeah. He seems he seems to be willing to do whatever uh, Zahart asks. So, if anything, he's got at least one person that respects him. <laughs> well, it, I mean... It, it it's just it's just hilarious i mean it, it's just been constant for how many years now so but um <laughs> um yeah i mean the the whole thing at the Mordona workshop it was um was kind of weird um yeah i do wonder where Rody's dad is he probably is pushing up daisy somewhere um and yeah man the uh when did his mom become whoop it, you know? <laughs> oh, damn. <laughs> Good thing uh, oh. I, was, I was expecting her to have a, you know, just start snapping at uh, Keo because, uh, you know, he's just like whoop it did. But um, yeah, pretty pretty interesting episode. Um, you know, uh, definitely a little bit of a, a, a downturn from the previous episode. And I do agree with you guys when they when they did the stupid music with the uh, the orf- the war orphans that aren't orphans. Because what is it? Luckily, all your parents are safe on another colony. <laughs> Wasn't that said to them? I think at some yeah, point, yes. like it certainly was. We we know that you're we know that you're stuck on this warship, but luckily all your parents that you thought are dead, they're actually um they're actually alive. They escaped. And, and, then, and then the news comes in. I'm sorry to report that the vegans destroyed the colony all your parents were evacuated to. You're all actual war orphans now. It's official. Which means you have to stay on this ship. Forever with and then go around with pots and pans and run around with uh and, and fire extinguisher. Yeah. But uh <laughs> <laughs> Give Haro somebody to play with, but uh, <laughs> yeah, we get to see, we get to see awesome. Now he's gonna go save his son, yay for him! And uh, <laughs> I did find it, I did find <laughs> Chris's reference of uh, Keo going to the, the generic RPG uh, wardrobe. <laughs> <laughs> He was wearing the shit that you start out with in every RPG. <laughs> like, Rods. Wait, wait, wait. He, he's wearing like the the shitty prisoner clothes that you have in every Elder Scrolls game when you start as a prisoner. Mm-hmm. Shout out to Dragon Quest. <laughs> Does he have enough money yet for a broadsword? <laughs> he only has a wooden sword. Oh. <laughs> he can only he can only fight possums and stuff. <laughs> but and uh, rats. But in terms of uh, a rating, I, I'd give it a three. I, I, I'd give it a three old man rages out of five. <laughs> nice. <laughs> so I, I was a little, uh, not uh, taken aback, but just a little tired of Blitz's constant angry ranting in this episode. Because Harrison Ford, dude. <laughs> he just, he just, just keeps yelling at everyone. And he won't, he just won't shut the hell up and see reason for a minute. And to the point that, uh, you know, you know what tells him. You know, you're 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 so emotional. You're not your usual common restrained self. He's like, I'm not emotional, man, old man. Rah, rah. <laughs> and he can't even admit 
that he's so irrational because of his concern for his grandson. He's like, oh, but he could have been the savior, and now we'll never know what he could have been. It's like, no, dude, just just stop trying to be so tough and gritty and angry. Just admit that you're worried about your grandson, you miserable old bastard. <laughs> you know, at the same time, though, uh, it is rather interesting seeing you know, the, the long-term effects of how bitter this guy has become and just how crotchety and narrow-minded and set in his ways he's, he's become over the last 50 years. Mm-hmm. Which, obviously, we never get to see with Gundam. So, you know, it is, it is a bit tiresome, but it's also somewhat illuminating. Yeah, that's what happens to you when you get old. <laughs> you get crotchety and angry and mean. And... I, I, some, of, some of it rings true. I just, I, I, to the level of Flit, though, Flit is, Flit is just being a little bit, uh, just a, a little bit unruly, and uh, he should definitely check himself. Yeah, so um, I don't have anything more to add, especially since, you know, I did a review about this damn thing. So <laughs> I give it um, three RPG starter outfits out of five. Nice. Nice. <laughs> I should have said three. I should have said four blue slimes out of five. <laughs> four, four materials. There you go. <laughs> All right, so... I, I guess we could say that overall, um, this space hark has been a bit of a mixed bag. Would we all agree about that? Yeah, it's it's, it's been of a little, it's been a little uh, uneven, and I, I hope that uh, I hope that the rest of the series plays out a whole lot better than these last couple of apps. But I guess we'll see. Well, we'll, yeah. we'll find out soon enough. Oh man! So that brings an end to this segment. We'll be right back. You're listening to Gundam at MHQ. Just got to keep on trucking. Yes, sir. I'm going to go outside and make myself a nice, big, shiny, first-place medal, sit in the sun, and have a stupendous friggin' day. Gum damn it. Well, all right, you're messy. Would you make me a medal, too? Next on Fighters Ready. Shin, I mean, Shin's already got this dude's number. Right here, man. If he actually adapts in this fight to this shit... Ooh. Oh, shit. I've seen Bala pull shit oh. out of fire. There you oh, go. Get him. Shit. There it is. Oh. Come on. Holy shit. He's got a stick of butter. He's going to do it. Yes. Holy shit. Yep. Oh, my God. Taking care of shit. That's it, baby. Oh. Oh, my God. Please. Please don't fall for this Kim bullshit. Full meters. Oh! But someone's got HD combos, though. If Kim lands a hit, he's gonna do some significant damage. He's gonna get. He's gonna try to mix it up. Here he goes. Here comes the HD combos of him. Bust open. Yes. Quick as shit. Don't let him. Don't let him. Don't let him land a hunt. If he lands, if he lands, oh shit, he activated. He activated. Yes. Oh shit! It's. Oh oh no 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 Oh, oh, my God. oh my God! Oh shit! Oh, come, on. come on! You got him! Oh, yes, you got him! Oh. <laughs> <laughs> oh, wait, wait. What? What? Come on, come on. He's not. Yeah! Oh my God! Any, any unlucky trophy? <laughs> 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 
Well, time to go to bed. Nikki, going to bed? Oh shit! Yeah, I guess, I guess, I guess it's that time, right? Damn. No, combo out. Oh. <laughs> what, what, Ifrit, man? What about Ifrit? If Ifrit could do it, man, you could be walking away. <laughs> what, 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 what? At least, at least stick around to see him get bodied, and if he gets bodied, then 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 he should go to bed because the 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 finals are gonna be. Because then, then if it's Chris G and Phil Tito champ, we yeah. all lose. We all lose. Oh. Even if Ifrit loses here, it's still going to be Chris G versus Ifrit. Ifrit. And if Ifrit wins... He's not going to be able to beat the champ. Yeah. He's going to give up, too. This is the most frustrating thing. You get that far, and then when champ dominates on you, and Chris G's known to just give up. If he gives up in second place, I, I would be he liable. To he did that shit yesterday. And it's like, dude, why are you here? Just perform, dude. Perform, man. Try your best, man. Justin doesn't ever give up. Yeah. Oh, shit. Yeah. That's right. Ifrit's got a Nova, too. Oh, this is... I thought this was a button check. Oh, <laughs> here we go. Nice. Good shit, Ifrit. I've been watching this guy play. Check. Bouton check. Kill that twice. Body this broad. Ifrit's used to fighting these, these, these uh, phoenixes, so... Oh what? shit, dude! Look at this Nova Goo! <laughs> Woo, DHC! What? Oh shit! Wow, you should have killed him, dude. Why did you not finish your plates? He's gonna regret that. He's got the. He, he could have got rid of the hidden missiles, and he just fucked around. And the hidden missiles just. See, 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 right see he fucked up. He had full control. This man is gonna rock him, but Nova's coming back out. X Factor, man. What are you waiting for? This is not good, man. Sentinel is this is a bad matchup. Holy shit! He almost had him. Ooh. Oh, holy! F oh, look at that kick! Kick you, bitch! Wow, Filipino champ is not happy with it. Look at Jaha boy cooking, cook. Yeah, he's cooking. <laughs> he got the salt. He's cooking. He's using the cheese grater. What is this? Oh shit? my god! No, anytime, anytime Jaha gets excited in the crowd, he starts doing this shit like he's stirring a pot. <laughs> <laughs> he calls that shit cooking. <laughs> cooking it up, man. He's, he's, cook he's got a bowl, man. He's cooking it up the food, man. He's cooking it up. And she is inside the kitchen cooking. And she's got a bowl. And she's cooking up the food, man. She's cooking it up. In a world where vivid flashbacks can strike without warning. In a world where a submissive adolescent must pilot a giant humanoid robot to save humanity. In the same world where a two-legged quadruped can run leisurely at the speed of sound with the aid of jewelry. Only one podcast can discuss this with their sanity intact. And this is Not That Podcast www.ssapodcast.com The Ass Backwards Anime Podcast Oh wait, I was supposed to use that voice in the beginning. Uh, let's go again. My teammates, it was an honor to be on the court with you. You guys are the best. Even you, Vakaitis. Damn dumb son of a bitch. You don't understand a word I'm saying, do you? Welcome back, everybody, to Gundam at MAHQ. This closes out episode 105. That's right, 105. And um, in this episode, we reviewed Mobile Suit Gundam Age, uh, Generation 3, uh, episodes 33 through 36. 
Uh, and we had a lively discussion about that, especially uh, old Angry Man Flip. It was a good time by had by all. <laughs> but before we close this episode out, you know we got to do it. We put it off for so many episodes, and it's about to explode. We got to go into the mailbag, and I turn it over to our Postmaster General. Chris, take it away. All right. So to make up for the last few episodes, we got some voicemail questions, which you can leave for us on our Google Voice line at 305-792-8324 or 305-SWATFAG. And our first message comes from Dalo R. Lance, who says... Hey, guys. How are you doing? I had a question about a particular series, one that's pretty infamous. I was curious about your overall perceptions and opinions of Pilot Candidate or a.k.a. Pilot Candidate for Goddess. I'm curious because it's a series that I have a guilty pleasure for, and I was just wondering if you guys could just talk about three things that you like about that series and three things that you dislike about that series, because I doubt it's at this point ever going to be an anime toilet. So at this point, I just wanted to know that. Thank you. And also, just so we know, you're not allowed to say short pants. Well, this one's easy for me to answer because I haven't seen Candidate for Goddess. So what about you guys? I saw it I saw it a long time ago when they showed yeah. it on Cartoon Network. Um, I just remember really being nothing special. And yes, of course, uh, he, he, he set limitations on that. That was one, you know, that was one thing that everybody uh, made talk about. But I just didn't really, I don't really remember it being that impressive either way. Um, I don't think it's a toilet situation, but um, I mean, I only saw it that once and that was a couple years ago. So I'm pretty much, I pretty much mind dumped it after, <laughs> after everything was said and done and said. There, so. Sorry. Sorry. Can't give you a better uh, answer there, Bella. But I'm sure Soul Bro loved it. Oh, uh, what? <laughs> I um I remember seeing it. It was a short series that uh that Cartoon Network aired uh, on Tsunami, and I, I remember seeing an episode here and there. Um, it didn't really grip me all that much, and uh, I, since we can't talk about the hot pants, um, <laughs> the only thing that I could definitely tell you with um, with certainty is that I love the score. Um, I remember when I I went to anime um sorry I went to our local anime store at the time. Florida Oriental Trading, and they used to sell music CDs, and they had a score for this show. And I loved the theme song, so I grabbed it, and I really did like the score for the show. I thought it was incredible. Um, other than that, that's the only thing that really sticks with me for Pan- Candidate for Goddess. Would I watch it again? Um, it's a real short series, so I could, I could, I can blow it out and um, and 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 give my a, a more in depth take. But as of right now, it looks slick. The soundtrack was good, and that's all I know. So. <laughs> Thank you for asking, though, Dalo. All right. And next we have two separate voicemails from Animalia. What I was wondering is if you think Tomino had the new types not being the future of humanity thing in mind since the beginning. The reason I'm asking this is one particular line in the Mobile Suit Gundam TV series where Char said to Lala, new types are not omniscient. Perhaps they're simply sad mutants who with powers awakened by war. That war, that line me see how could anyone with powers awakened by war or bring a new era of peace and understanding seems oxymoronic to say the least. So I was wondering if you had that idea in mind from the beginning. So to the first question about new types, future of humanity, all that stuff, it's kind of hard to tell what Tamino intended because, of course, he started off this whole thing in 1979 and by the time 
he finished with um, Victory Gunham in 1994. He's in a very different situation, all the reported depression and whatnot. So clearly his cynical worldview, I think, impacted the cynical development of new types because despite what Char said about um, you know new types in MSG, the show ended on a very, very hopeful note about new types bringing peace to humanity in the future. But then five years later... In Zeta and onward, we see no new types are just weapons of war. And then by the time you get even further in the future with F anyone in victory, none of that happened. So I think Tamino's own cynicism definitely impacted the development of new types because why would a cynical guy write a hopeful, optimistic, uplifting story? You raise a very good point. Um, and I, it, it's funny because uh, later on, the whole new types or mutants angle is explored in uh, Gundam X, which is a series, of course, not, that Tomino didn't have a hand in. But they kind of play off of that, uh, that that whole statement that Char made way back when. So, um, it, But as for Tomino, I, I, I got to agree with you, Chris. Uh, I honestly think his worldview had changed at the time. So the purpose of the new types changed in his mind as well. Yeah, and, and they probably, you know, it was probably kind of something they were delving into a little bit in the first show but never really had it fully developed and like you said i mean his his whole views had changed as he got older like everybody's does and um you know of course the depiction of new types was changed accordingly so yeah it's hard to say all right and for the next question chris i know you don't care for the zoids anime series but what do you think about the model kit zoids oh ho, ho, zoids oh, I know your well, favorite question, man. Your favorite show. Let them know. <laughs> Part of the reason that I don't care much for Zoids is the mechanical designs. I'm just oh. not into uh, four-legged robots. I'm just not something I care about. Oh, no wonder you hate Voltron. Damn. <laughs> don't get started with that again. Oh, man. I don't hate Voltron for Christ's sake. I know. I'm just, I'm just bullshitting. Yeah, but, but you know that uh, many people listen uh, to this stuff and they take right. it literally. You're right. I love to feed the trolls. Let's go. Let's, let's don't don't <laughs> confuse people. God. Yeah, Chris does not no. hate Voltron. He just he thinks it's it, it's the the show itself is lacking, and and he's right. <laughs> don't don't tell the little people more than they need to know. <laughs> oh man. All right. So next, we're going to switch over to some mailbag questions, which you can submit in the uh, Mecha Talk sub forum. There. And our first one comes from uh, Chaos of the Akari Cast, who says. Hi, Gundam crew. This question is for the three of you. Yep, all three of you. If giant robots were to be used for military or police purposes, what do you imagine they would be realistically be like? Would they be piloted or remote controlled? Would they be in the style of Gundam, Macross, or Pat Labor, or something totally different? Well, I think we've already got a partial answer to this. Just look at uh, the military's doing with drones. (laughs) Mobile dolls, huh? (laughs) Yes, mobile dolls. The future is now. Mobile dolls are the future. I am invincible. (laughs) (laughs) So, so are we gonna get some? uh, Are we gonna get some uh, U.S. general that's gonna that's gonna now lament about how war should be fought by men, by but not not machines and yes, an impossibly Uh, young general. Exactly. <laughs> Very acristocratically. And, 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 and far more younger uh, 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 soldiers as well. We're talking yes. like high school age. <laughs> uh, tw- a 29-year-old four-star general. What better? Just consult the robot tomes. <laughs> <laughs> but, um, yeah, I mean, I, I honestly think it would be something totally different. Um, I, I don't think that uh, we'd ever get robots. I, honestly, you know, after reading, uh, there's a manga called 20th Century Boys that I've talked about a million times, but they explore 
bipedal robots in that manga and it, under our gravity it's almost damn near impossible unless they're very small so um i, I honestly don't think we're gonna ever get mobile suits <laughs> at least not in not on earth anytime soon uh given that 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 tech uh, where our technology is at right now but uh for something totally different we might get robots in the future and i don't think they're gonna look like anything we've imagined imagined at least not not exactly so so Eh, I don't know about that. I think I've always thought that uh, if they're going to do anything with uh, robots or any type of mech suit, which I'm sure the military has looked into, they'd probably be similar to some some of the like the armor strikes were in uh, Blue Gender, mm-hmm. and I could possibly see something like the original uh, Nightmare Frames and like the first part of Code Geass. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, being a little bit more armored and, and kind of, uh, you know, a lot of those grunt suits kind of looked hybrid type of tanky. Why not uh, just say scope uh, dog then? Scope dog too. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I don't think that it's out of the realm of reality that we they wouldn't put something like that. I, I think that there is one of us because we've seen in many ways that uh, sci-fi stuff has influenced how weapons and and consumer goods have looked i mean look at your cell phones so you know it's all star trek and you know every other like sci-fi series so um you know i i think that that's the most realistic no i don't i don't i don't imagine seeing an f-35 becoming um you know going to battle droid mode or anything like that <laughs> or girl <laughs> I, I don't see that happening real life but, is full of disappointments oh. but you never know <laughs> And then, like we said in that earlier news story about you know the the, the Japanese political party talking about the Gundam thing, I just don't understand why you would have something that large. I mean, like you like like Solbro said, I mean our gravity is going to affect it. I think if it's you know ten feet tall or fifteen feet tall, yeah, maybe it might work. But yeah, fifty nine foot tall robot, eh, I don't think so. Then so. they're just trying to get the otaku vote. Yeah, exactly. absolutely. <laughs> the the hikikomori vote. Yeah. So next we have a couple of questions from Teprog Noob who says, number one, who would you least want to wake up next to after a drunken night at the bar? Seema Garahau, Flay Ulster, Haman Karn, Cassilia Zappi. That old lady from Unicorn forgot her name. I presume he means Martha Vist. Yeah, the the lady that runs uh uh, uh, Anna, uh sorry Anaheim Electronics. Well, Vist. Yeah, Vist. Oh, <laughs> I can tell you the person out of that list I would most like to wake up next to is Haman. That's obvious. Oh well, man, that's a slam. I mean, dunk. I don't even know why she'd be on this list of horrible women. <laughs> he should have yeah, put what's the face with the list of women. Um, but freaking Nina, Nina Purpleton should have been on this list. Well, it's, yeah, it's, it's not a, a monster on the list, list that you that you most desire, not least desire. Oh my god! Yeah, it's it's not a it's not you know it it doesn't take that much to say oh geez the lady from Unicorn because I mean you know what the remaining chicks I don't think I'd have a problem I mean especially well, Flay is you know, crazy though mm-hmm. yeah, well, Flay hey, depends but, is it before hey, her pappy blows up or after yeah. hey tell, I'll tell you this much uh, I wouldn't mind waking up with uh, Flay Haman and Cassilia. Mm-hmm. I mean. And you're talking when it comes to the reds. You're talking barely legal, legal, and milf. So I mean, that's that's well, a, that's. Come on, that's, pink, so she doesn't count. Eh, well, kind of red. And oh, and we all know that Shima's a freak. <laughs> and, and, and she's got these like these fucking bare-chested <laughs> men on her bridge. Well, I mean, she's, she's definitely a fag hag. I mean, oh, oh damn, I mean, that's that's obvious right there. Ooh. 
You heard her here, folks. She, she had a harem of dudes, man. Yeah. <laughs> I hope she was getting along with one of them. I hope and so she too, had her, her, her captain's chair had like, you know, lion print. Damn. Yeah, Rugs and shit. Well, she, that's a woman that was ahead of her time. <laughs> animal, animal prints everywhere, huh? Ooh. Yeah. So, um, yeah, gentlemen. Uh, out of those, I, I gotta say, uh, uh the, the lady from Viss, the uh, Viss, Miss Viss, yeah, have any, yeah, uh, I, I think Martha universally, she may be well endowed, but she's a horrible person and she's ugly. Maybe in her younger years, yeah. maybe so, but uh, she's pretty yeah. evil in uh, in Unicorn. I, 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 I can't, I can't be down with that. <laughs> All right, so I think we have uh, unanimous agreement there. Mm-hmm. Number two, does. Gundam Zabanya from the Double O movie outdo Kira in the spam department. It does have three lock-on screens. Yes, it does, but lock-on targets things with his skill, not the press L1 to simultaneously lock onto everything at once like <laughs> Kira does. <laughs> Plus, uh, lock-on in that movie, he's frantically targeting a zillion L's and all these things so that he doesn't get... Um, you know, absorbed and yeah. and killed. Kira, you know, never has to put himself to that kind of uh, pressure to like, oh. you know press button the press button to win. <laughs> oh no, it's a bunch of jins. Just press the button. All aim for their heads and arms. Oh Jeez. look, a bunch of Zaku's attacking me in the strike freedom. Whatever shall I do? We like <laughs> to call it. We like to call it the radiant silver gun button. <laughs> <laughs> Beam spam, man. Uh, bullet, bullet hell all day. Uh, but yeah, I, I gotta agree. I think the Zabanya Gundam uh, outdoes outdoes Kira in the spam department, oh, but with skill. <laughs> but with skill. Although Kira had the, the, as you said, the easy button. All right, Neil. No, I agree. I mean, it's. Okay. I, I agree that um, Kira had, was much more of a spammer than. Um, than lock on was and, and like you said i mean he was frantic <laughs> he, he was having to spam out of desperation it's like oh you know i'm i'm here and i'm right and i gotta get this you know that the randall he's a bad guy even though drabill's got uh you know concentration camps but uh this guy's uh this guy's bad so <laughs> all right and uh number three a statement says here a proxy message relayed from our dear leader hatsune miku Resistance is futile. Oh, shit. Now, I should note here, it says here in in his signature, faithful soldier of the Hatsune Miku Scout Force. So, Neo, you you gotta watch out for this guy. This is the kind of guy who's in the robot tomes. Believe me. (laughs) This is the the human traitor, the sympathizer. Yeah, of course. Just like you and Solbro. But, you know, it's freaking sympathizer. Hey, what? That's all right. That's all right. We, you know, we have our things going. Me, the Admiral, Larry King, and Michael Bay. We're ready to go. Do I say we rally together with Hologram Tupac and take and take the shit? Oh no, <laughs> Hologram Tupac. That's that's the other. That's that's the way that they're trying to win over the masses. Oh, but, yeah. That was damn. a brainwashing thing, here at Coachella, man. Damn, yeah, you, you ruined it for me. You ruined it. <laughs> I must. Right. I must resist. No, no, believe me, we, we got our we got our plans going. We we know about guys like this. Nice. Next, we've got uh, some questions from Cardinal Gundam, who amusingly is a cardinal with a a heavy arms face. Nice, nice. <laughs> <laughs> I will say no further comments about the Catholic Church. Okay. 
He says here, first, I've noticed that a lot of designs for characters and mecha seem to be very similar to ones from other shows. A few examples I've noticed. Number one, Emily looks more than a little like Sayla from MSG. Mm-hmm. Number two, the diva transforms into what could account for a redesign of the white base. They even refer to it as a Trojan horse. Number three, the age two transformed into G Strider mode, similar to the Wave Rider mode of the Zeta Gundam. No way. Number four, the age three image on MHQ evokes flashbacks to the ZZ Gundam. <gasps> this might be my imagination stretching, though. Do you think the show is an homage to MSG? Zeta and ZZ? I think you answered your own question there. <laughs> You're very perceptive. Yes, you, quite if, obviously, yes. If you listen to our reviews uh, earlier this episode, yeah, yeah you, you can see yes. that it's definitely Hell. we share the same feelings. <laughs> Past episodes of the show. It's all, it's all a crazy coincidence. It's all yeah. I've never seen this before. It's all brand new. <laughs> oh, God. You're right. You are right. But yeah, Corn Gundam, uh, absolutely. Uh, <laughs> this shows a, a entire throwback to that. So, um, or throw up. Oh damn! All right. Uh, he says here for my second question. I want to ask whether you think sci-fi and mecha series benefit or suffer from when they don't explain how the technology used in the show's world works. For example, going back to Gundam Age, there hasn't been any explanation about how the mobile suits are powered or propelled around space or about why the H system doesn't work on anything except the Gundam, and so far it hasn't hampered my enjoyment of the show. Thanks for answering my questions, and keep on with the awesome show. Well, I mean, you should explain some things, especially if they're plot important, but stuff like how are the mobile suits powered or propelled around space, aside from the maniacs who post about this stuff endlessly, who really gives two shits about that? Mm. (laughs) (laughs) This is coming from the man that runs MAHQ. Yes, (laughs) because I don't. I mean, do I? I could not care less about what kind of fuel the age uses or what generates the weird um, purple light stream thing of the vegan suits. What does any of that matter? It's all made up junk science anyway. I mean, let's not kid ourselves. All Gundam specs are completely made up bullshit. Arbitrarily decided numbers that mean nothing and have no basis in reality and all made up mumbo-jumbo science about age systems and phase shift and GN drives and Minoski particles. It's all garbage. Just just like Star Trek and Mm -hmm. Star Wars and every other sci-fi. It's all Garbage. It's all techno babble, and I, and and I'm I'm with Cardinal Gundam when he says that it doesn't hamper his enjoyment of the show. I'd rather not have a bunch of techno babble explaining things when they can actually just get it on with the story and and the plot and you know all all the all the mecha is eye candy and tools to be used, weapons of destruction. They help to propel the story, and there were other Gundam series that didn't have um, many technical uh, explanations. G Gundam being the standout. <laughs> well, for obvious that, reasons, that was but, love. <laughs> You know, love, love mm-hmm. just what powered everything there. There you go. There you go. That's all you need. <laughs> On the issue of techno babble, just look at shows like Star Trek. Yeah. You know, Next Gen and DS9 had a fair amount of techno babble, but they didn't really go that overboard with it. But you look at Voyager. Mm. Voyager just went nuts with the techno babble <laughs> to a sickening degree, which I can say since I've been watching Voyager on Netflix. I mean, aside from the times that they're not using Seven of Nine's board game plans as a Swiss Army knife to deal with any situation they end up in, mm-hmm. <laughs> it's like everything is just enormous mountains of techno babble. Yeah. 
that you just hear characters like Chakotay and Seven and the Captain and Harry Kim. They're just babbling at each other back and forth, but nobody's saying anything. <laughs> <laughs> like, oh, we have, you know, the you know, uh, increase in, in Metreon particles off the port bow from an inverse phase distortion on the chroniton particle detector. Yeah. Okay. What the hell does any of that mean? <laughs> English. <laughs> English, you know, Mopo, do you speak it? <laughs> then you look, uh, as I've said before, look at Battlestar Galactica, which was created by Ronald D. Moore of Next Gen and DS9 fame, the new version, obviously. And he cut back a lot on that technical level. They really didn't explain much on Galactica. And did anyone really care? I mean, we're not talking about the plot. You can say what right. you will about the end of the show. I'm just talking about the day-to-day technical level about how does the Battlestar work? How does the Viper work? How does this with the side? Who cares? <laughs> all, the, all they Who did cares? was they mentioned the, the, the fuel source was made out of some mineral. And I think they showed the engine room like twice. I think once was when uh, that one dude died in the Pegasus trying to get the, the FTL drives going. And I think the other one was when they're showing poor Admiral Adama that the... Um, you know, the Galactica was built by the lowest bidder. So it's like <laughs> they, they never they never talked about any. Well, you know, let's look at um, let's look at the, the reboot of the Star Trek, I, uh, the, that movie. I mean, mm-hmm. there was hardly any techno, techno babble in it to to the extent of like a Voyager and even some of the, you know, uh, probably previous um, Star Trek movies. I mean, it was still in there. They still talked about warping and all that crap, but it was mm-hmm. very, very scaled down. And, Absolutely. You know, it, was it, was successful. Just, it was just enough. Yeah. <laughs> I, yeah. And, and I agree. I, I don't think it I don't think it deters from the uh, the enjoyment of the show sometimes like we said less is more you know Absolutely. sometimes it, it is yeah. we, we don't need to know everything um anakin skywalker so <laughs> i mean <laughs> that's that's on a different story i'm just level. saying let's, let's move on that's my overall theme of less is more sometimes <laughs> Next, we have some questions from JA38, who says, Three more riveting questions for my favorite casters. Number one, I just recently rewatched Gundam 00 Season 2 and then watched the movie for the first time. Whilst I was viewing those, I would listen to the podcast for the episodes I just watched. Ooh. My question is that I don't think you guys really addressed the whole felt sets in a thing, so what are your thoughts on that? Hmm. Well, I don't think there is much to say. It's the one-sided crush of a teenage girl who has been in celestial being all her life and has a pattern of falling for heroic celestial being pilots and there's not much more to it than that Setsuna didn't return her teenage girl crush feelings and a bunch of angry fanboys kind of inflated it to be first romance stupid <laughs> Yeah, I mean, other than her attraction towards him, towards uh, in that in that um that that part of the show, yeah, Setsuna didn't reciprocate those feelings. The most that he was 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 a friend and um and 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 a fellow soldier in in um, celestial beings. So, I I kind of wanted to see something, but the story didn't have time for it. So I, I've got to respect that. Well. Um, here's an idea. She didn't necessarily pursue it that much either. I mean, yeah. yeah, she gave him a flower and stuff, but you know, here's another idea. Maybe she was just tired of seeing all the people that were her friends in celestial being dying. Yeah. And she was just trying to give the guy a little hope to say, Hey, come back. People do care for you. Just, I, you know, we can care for you and not have to want to, you know, marry you. So, I mean, it's just, yeah, 
you know, because she, what they lost, uh, she lost Christina, and then the the, the half robot guy, and the first thing <laughs> lost. I forget his name. Lucy, that's right. Yeah, he would. He would be. We'd have to watch out for him. Um, and a skin job, but uh, <laughs> no. But I, I mean, I, I think that's you know. And once again, it's people just making more out of something than what it really was. I mean, it was obvious. Oh, I mean, Setsna was just, he was not, it didn't matter who it was. The guy was not about getting into, you know, it was uh, bros before hoes for that guy. And then it's exactly <laughs> what it was. <laughs> so, yeah, it's much to do about nothing. Uh, you raise a good point. Yeah, I mean, shit, everybody was dying around it. Lock on one died. I mean, my God, everybody and her parents died in Celestial Being. And, you know, all she, her family was Celestial Being. And in the end, maybe she felt of him being like a brother to her. And she doesn't want to see her brother go off and die. She wants to see him come back. I mean, geez, it's a, the mind's a beautiful thing to use sometimes, people. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so bro. Um, me? Uh, no, if anything, uh, I, I was... Uh, no, not oh, you. The guy next oh, to you named Soulbro. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I, made, I made my point. Uh, if anything, uh, Felt and Setsuna, it, uh, it was cool that there was uh, potential there, but uh, the story didn't have time for it. So Yeah, damn. more time. It, it was more about the, the legend and the adventures of the king himself. That's right. That's right. And, and fleshing him out and making him the greatest character in all of, all of fiction. One of the, one of the one of the best pilots to ever be seen in Gundam. Thanks, oh. Haro. <laughs> <laughs> oh, okay. Um, his next question, he says, "So brawl." Oh Jesus! <laughs> That's what it says here. <laughs> I recall in an episode of Flip the Script, you all talked about The Price is Right, and oh. you in particular said that the show would not work without Bob Barker. Man. So now that Drew Carey has been on the show for a while, what are your thoughts? Has it worked out, or have you proclaimed? Drew Carey to be the anti-Barker. Wow, this is a throwback. Um, I have no idea what this question even is about. It was actually... Is the Price is Right still on? Yeah, it is, and this is actually... So, sorry, I'm usually working during the day. <laughs> Same here. Same here, but I, get, I actually have the option to watch it. I know, you, you, have t- you have TiVo or, I, or uh, a DVR. I, I don't DVR the Price is Right uh, anymore. I used to when Bob Barker was on there, but that was years ago. Um, this is actually a throwback to uh, the first episode of Flip the Script, one of the six subjects we talked yeah, about. But, an- but answer the question, though. Is this, I'm, just, is, I'm setting things up. Ever? Well, I'm just saying, uh, this is a, um, in, the, in one of the six subjects in that episode, we talked about The Price is Right. And right. I, posted the I said that he said it in the in the. I'm, in the telling, I'm, I'm setting things up for the audience. To so the point. No. It's the question. <laughs> Turn his mic off. All right. All right. Uh, as for The Price is Right, I think Drew has done an amazing job. I, there's some things I don't like about it, like some of the aesthetics and the, uh, the, 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 the remix of the theme song. But other than that, he's done, he's done, he's done just fine. Um, so I in think, other words, something else that you were wrong about. Yeah, yeah I was dead wrong. I, I, I've had this debate with Nick, my co-host on Fighters Ready, about this because he can't stand the prices right now. He said, this show died when Bob Barker left. And it's like, no, nah, man, you got to give it half a chance. It's very... It, I'm it's sorry, are you 85-year-old old ladies? <laughs> <laughs> Look, I grew up with The Price is Right. I love that show. My one of my dreams is to be on that show one day, just to just to just to fail. But you know, just to be on it. <laughs> that is what you would do. I would love to be on that shit. At least to be on contestants' row. If I could get there, I I I would feel like I achieved my dream. Hey, we, we you don't need to wait for it to go there. We can play we can play the the fail music for you right here. <laughs> I have a. 
portable MP3 player you can bid on all day. All <laughs> but yeah, I think the show's working out just fine, and I, 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 I Drew I Carey's doing a great job. I didn't even know it was still on. Yeah. I, I know that Bob Barker retired, but I didn't know that that stuff was still on because I know, um, like the big thing I think is like all these dumb talk shows now. Like and, and it's funny because CBS is killing. Um, uh, they're killing soaps left and right, but The Price is Right has still managed to get the same amount of ratings, even without Bob Barker. So Cheap to make. All right. Uh, number three, Neo. Mm. Where is the Larry King School of Journalism located? Oh, okay. Is that just what the journalism department at Full Sail is called? Oh. Also, if the school were to have a sports team, what would it be called? How dare you? Who is this person? Uh, JA38. You are a bastard, sir. <laughs> Learning school journalism is actually accredited. It's it's not a it's not it's not a diploma by mail place like full sale. And it's uh, it's actually there's there's a location here in Southern California by Baylandia because we do need that once the um, once the robots attack. Uh, we gotta you know like I said it's gonna be me the Admiral Survey and Larry King mm-hmm. so uh, fighting them off and. Uh, <laughs> And uh, there, there is there is a satellite office um, down in uh, New York City. So, yeah. And what their um, what what was it? Their sports mascot? The sports team. What would it be called? An angry old man. No. What would the name of the team be? The, angry the, old man. The suspenders. <laughs> <laughs> the Larry King suspenders. There you go, man. This. Uh. I don't know. All That's right. Next, we have uh, Gundam 420. Mm. Oh. Mm. oh, interesting man. numbers there. Man, that, that, that Gundam must be green as all get out. Yeah. <laughs> it says, hey, Gundam crew, I was wondering if you guys have seen Sergeant Frog. If so, what are your thoughts on the show? The amount of Gundam references in that show is quite staggering, not to mention one of the characters is voiced by Shuichi Ikeda. Nice. I have seen into the hundreds. I dropped Ooh. off of the show like in maybe the 120s or so, mainly because while I found it um, enjoyable and entertaining, it never went anywhere. It was just the same old gags over and over and over again, and there was never really much of a plot to the show that moved forward aside from the uh, brief arc with the uh, Garuru team. Yeah. So... I just kind of fell off of it, and obviously the show eventually got canceled, so I think a lot of people felt the same way. Mm-hmm. I've seen up to about the probably middle end part of, of uh, the third season or so, and yeah, it, 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 it is amusing, but yeah, how many times can it be some goofball plan to have um, to try to take over Pika Pond and um, you know, get... get Get money so Sergeant Frog can uh, buy Gundam models, and there's also a lot of other. Um, I mean, Gundam is a big, big uh, thing in there, but they, they also do um, they do homages to other things. A lot of Dragon Ball Z references and stuff like that too. So, um, but yeah, Gundam's the main the main thing. I mean, hell, the, the freaking Master Grades are all over the place, <laughs> <laughs> including Master Grades that at the time didn't even exist yet. Yeah, exactly. Wow. He does, he does have an impressive collection. <laughs> <laughs> he does. 
I I I know this much. I, I've watched the first ten episodes, and I actually am holding in my hand the first three volumes of the manga. Um, Tokyo oh. Pop printed up the. Uh, they started before they went belly up. They uh, started printing the manga in mega mega sizes with all three uh, with three volumes put together. And I own this one, and I, I was I died laughing when I was reading through it. It's it's great stuff. Um, I'd like to watch the show up to where it ended, just just to enjoy it and just take my time with it. Um, I I find it entertaining so far. I love all the Gundam references. It, it far it far it far better incorporates them than say a, a show like Excel Saga, which that show and I have problems. But uh, <laughs> Sergeant Frog does a much better job of it, and uh, I dig it. Well, I, I I can see where I mean up to where I've seen, I can see where Chris. So you're telling me outside of outside of uh, an arc or so, there's it's just going to be some crazy plan after another of uh, yes. It just fails miserably for whatever dumb reason. So so it's yes. crayon, so it's crayon Shin Chan then. <laughs> just aimlessness every episode. <laughs> hmm. Okay. All right. And his second question for Neo. Oh. We all know how much you love Bad Boys too, but what film of surveys would you say ranks in second for you? Oh, hmm. oh, I gotta hear this. Probably The Rock or maybe Armageddon. The Rock's a really good movie. Armageddon is still a pretty damn good movie. Even, um, hmm, maybe even Bad Boys 1. That's, a, that's kind of an underrated of uh, the Bay Classics. What about Pearl Harbor, yo? <laughs> or The Island. The Island I, wasn't bad. I, I like I The do, Island. I, could do, I can do The Island. Yeah. Pearl Harbor looked amazing, but yeah, the, the story was, yeah. ooh, I don't know. But, I mean, the, the, uh, the depiction of the attack was pretty pretty cool. I mean, not cool, but, you know, it was seemed very realistic and and didn't really seem that cheesy looking but yeah um and, and of course the the first transformers was a good movie and um the third transformers was pretty good um so, you so know, what's, what ranks second for you though what, which one probably either the rock or armageddon i'd probably put those in probably a tie there all right next we have some questions from the goose oh it says Hey there, guys. Before I get to my questions, I'd like to give you a belated congratulations for doing over 100 episodes. I've been listening to the podcast since 2008, and it's been an entertaining ride these past few years. Thanks for all the hard work. I raise my drink to all of you. Thanks, Goose. Number one, when I asked you guys what were some of your favorite moments while doing the podcast back in episode 99, I had originally meant the question to be answered by all of you guys, not just Neil and Chris. Sorry for the confusion, and I'll try to be more clear next time I ask a question. <laughs> so, Solbro, what are your favorite moments while doing Gundam? Since it's been 100 episodes of Gundam, you don't have any restrictions imposed on you, unlike Chris and Neil when they answered this question. Ah, um, my favorite moment easily is the uh, Special Eleven. Um, when we uh <laughs> the behind the scenes of gundam yes indeed where where the truth came out that was that was probably my favorite moment on the show other than that um doing the live uh the live shows from uh megacon and uh yusumicon just the experience alone was 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 great other than that um it's it's been fun just doing the show overall all right number two have any of you seen the new spider-man cartoon ultimate spider-man if so what do you think of it so far i have seen it uh it's all right it's not amazing it's not quite because <laughs> it's ultimate <laughs> <laughs> that that there was no, no pun intended there i know it's Captain not Venus. quite what i expected because it's called ultimate spider-man and it's got bendis involved and paul dini and then the show that is airing is totally different from that because kind of gives you the false impression that it's based on ultimate spider-man which it really is not no 
and it certainly doesn't compare to spectacular Spider-Man, mm-hmm. but uh, it's all right. I mean, I'm going to give it a ch- I, I know a lot of people hate this show and are Damn. shitting on it constantly, but uh, I mean, I'm a Spider-Man whore. I have to watch it, but mm. yeah, it, it de- spectacular is a masterpiece that I don't think this show could ever rise to the level of, and it's not as good as the 90s show either, so I would rank it below below those. You know, what struck me about uh, Spectacular Spider-Man, because I've been watching a few episodes here and there now. I just, on Netflix? On, yeah, of course. <laughs> but um, I noticed that when I went to go see the, um, the Amazing Spider-Man in theaters uh, just this weekend, I honestly think that Andrew, Andrew Garfield, um, he watched the Spectacular Spider-Man, and he took a lot from Josh Keaton's performance of him. Um, and borrowed a lot, just just in the way he delivered his lines and how he portrayed Peter Parker. I almost think it's spot on. And Ultimate Spider-Man, I've seen a few episodes of that too. I, I just don't know. It just doesn't capture uh, Peter Parker. Doesn't just feel the same like uh, like Josh Keaton's does in uh, Spectacular Spider-Man. And I, well, I, I will say one episode that's worth watching mm-hmm. is an adaptation of a comic issue where Wolverine and Spider-Man switch bodies. Yeah, oh, I've seen that one. And Wolverine is voiced as usual by Steve Blum. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So hearing Steve Blum be Wolverine, be freaked out Peter Parker is amazing. Yeah. That's a pretty funny episode. I, I, that's one of the few that I've seen too. And uh, one of the things that just was kind of weird to me is kind of the whole little Deadpool thing of it, where it's like the whole fourth wall is kind of broken down. The, yeah, and, the constant like yeah. uh, Family Guy type asides and yeah. um, well, it's Deadpool. I mean, it's like watching Deadpool, and you know, a lot of that stuff he has the same type of things. You know, the the you know the crazy little like you said the Family Guy stuff, and it's not bad, but I it does I go mean, a little overboard sometimes. Yeah, yeah, uh, and, and it could take you out the show. And I think that's it, when it's Deadpool, you come to expect it. But when it's Spider Man, you expect them to be funny, but not know it's a damn TV show he's on. <laughs> yeah, it, <laughs> because and, th- and things will get serious, and when they do, how can you take it serious when you know he knows that it's all a facade? I know it's it's like it's the fourth wall just just shattering, and I just I, I hate that. Well, I mean, it's. Um you know, and and I, I'd probably agree with you, Chris, about how you ranked it. I, I think um, uh, it's it's no spectacular, and I don't think it's as good as the uh, '90s cartoon. But it, I mean, people that are probably you know hating on it and saying it's like you know killed their children and stuff like that, that's probably going a little overboard. It's it's not the uh, it's not the not the best, but. You know, and it is a little deceptive, like you said. You're thinking it. I I was under the impression I was like, oh wow, this is going to be the ultimate, uh, (laughs) the the ultimate storyline, or at least some kind of adaptation of it. And no, not too much. So they weren't they weren't that far. But uh, one last thing to add, I I just learned that um, uh, an episode of the Adventures Earth Mightiest, which was also canceled, uh, is going to have Spider Man in it. And they actually originally recorded it with Josh Keaton as the voice of Spider Man. Mm -hmm. They they went and they actually got rid of his performance and they inserted the uh the new spider-man's voice from ultimate spider-man as spider-man in that episode so that 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 miffed me something fierce i i couldn't believe when i heard which makes no sense because the avengers show isn't even in the same universe as ultimate spider-man no it's cartoon because when they brought on tony stark it wasn't um the guy who does him in avengers it's uh freaking uh this guy Nathan Petrelli from Heroes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, so the one that, the one that did his voice in the animated um the anime show basically and um it's funny cuz Marvel's been using some of the same voice actors for games 
and for uh and for their animated shows i guess it had been diverging from them recently uh with the new spider-man show but it was good to see consistency uh in avengers from the voice actors that did voices in the games and stuff like that so it sucks to have josh keaton just ripped out like that but oh well at least he gets to still do it in the games for now there you go number three neo Why have you decided to stop reading any news involving Neon Genesis Evangelion during Neo's news? I know you said that since the series was covered in episode 100, it would be pointless. However, episode 100 didn't cover the last two films that are a part of the new rebuild of Evangelion films. So why wouldn't you cover any new news that involves these two new films or any other Evangelion-related news since you haven't covered all the news in the series? (laughs) Is that that the question? Just a note. Oh, jeez, okay, more. <laughs> I'm not asking this question to annoy, troll, or anger any of the hosts. Mm-hmm. I'm saying this because one of the questions that was asked about Ava from episode 100, none of the questions that I've asked about Evangelion from Pyromail Bags were ever intended to antagonize any of you guys. I am simply asking this question because I'm curious. Also, Ava is one of my favorite anime, just one of my favorite. I don't think it's the best show ever, and I'm sad you won't be covering it anymore. I always look forward to hearing any new relevant anecdotal or funny news about it, though I'm not saying any of this to sway your minds. I'm simply giving you guys my honest feelings. Well, here's... Here's listener number two who I guess did not get the joke, <laughs> which hopefully you already heard uh, the discussion about that with Teprog Newman in a previous episode. So I'm not going to go into that whole spiel again. Yeah. <laughs> Since and, this question is a bit old. Yeah, it predates, it predates when we recorded that up. Yeah. And, so and, I would refer you to that. And to be honest, what are we going to have? We're going to need news for episode 200. So there we can go. cover the two movies then. <laughs> there you go. Maybe we'll cover re rebuild by then. Yeah. <laughs> the, the four other movies that'll come out. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, his last question Neo, being an Iron Man fan, you must be pretty privy to some of the armor Tony Stark has worn over the years. So, what are the, some of the armors that you've liked? What armor haven't you liked? Chris Solbro, feel free to give your two cents if you have any. Once again, congrats on 100 episodes, and I hope all three of you succeed in your future endeavors. Mm, thank you. Hmm. I think probably one of the ones I like the most is uh, the extremist armor from like the early 2000s from that arc. Uh, that is uh, definitely something I like there. I like the incorporation in the last few years in the comics of what was in the live action movies and um, you know, what's in, you know, how they kind of took their take of it. Cause it does look a little bit more functional and stuff and, and, and definitely a lot more mechanical. Um, some of the ones that are really bad, uh, the eighties one that was red and silver with like the big shoulder pads, a uh, bad one. Uh, yeah. <laughs> look that up. Uh, the other one is probably the, the original all gold one, you know, when, um, you know, they, he had the one that he made that was gray, and then I guess when he, I think it was when he joined the Avengers, it was gold. Didn't understand that. I mean, yes, it's a very crude-looking suit, but making it all gold did not help. <laughs> so, uh, other than that, I mean, they've all been. There's always been pretty much um, kind of a, uh, you know, a similar take to them. Um, there's, you know, we've. I'm talking in the mainstream continuity. There, there's always some differences. Um, I. I I kind of like the one that they had in um, the Ultimate Universe when he first kind of shows up and um, where it was very kind of um, a little bit more military looking to me. 
So, but that, that's about it. But yeah, look at that red and silver one from the 80s with the big shoulders. Ooh, bad. <laughs> Eek. Not, uh, just for the, not just for the colors. Uh, just ugh. shoulder pads. My favorite, just because it's, it's just a cool concept and it looks cool in execution, is from Iron Man 2, the, uh, the suitcase armor. Yes. Yes. Yeah, that, that was really cool. Yeah. Which, I mean, is, is from the comics, and, and of course. And, yeah. I mean, there, I, there is, um, there's been many things in, the, in, the, in a lot of the comics where they'll show, like, all of the suits he has, like, you know, all the Aqua suits and the Hulkbuster ones and the Spate, you know, because he has probably thousands of freaking suits, it seems like. So, you know what I think is, is amusing about that? Hmm. That um, Iron Man's got, like, a zillion suits for every situation. Yet Batman, who pretty much only has like one or two suits, why does he have all of these ridiculous variations of suits in toys? Like, why do we have you know Ar- Arctic Attack Night Batman? Yeah. <laughs> or you know yeah. Sewer Assault Batman, and um, you know all this crazy. Like, none of this comes from anywhere. <laughs> what is this Desert yeah. Camouflage Batman? Yeah, it's Ooh. just to sell toys. But yeah, it, it is. It is, it is kind of bizarre. It make more sense to sell Iron Man toys and have all <laughs> yeah. these ridiculous variations because those actually exist. Yeah, there's tons of them. I mean, there's, I mean, he's got space versions. There's like Aqua versions. There's the, all, all the different Hulkbuster ones they had when they were trying to keep the Hulk in check. And I mean, there's a zillion of these stupid things. So yeah, it, that is kind of weird. I mean, hmm. well, I'm sure Disney will get on it. After listening to this, oh, that was a great idea. We need we need to capitalize on all these other suits. <laughs> Legends of Batman, dude. I remember that toy line. Those, <laughs> he does. He did have a ton of those. Yeah, it was always like Arctic Blast. Yeah, you're right. Desert I, ammo. I blame I blame Kenner. <laughs> when I don't was, blame him. I mean, oh, there must have been a market. People were buying them. So yeah, that's true. I just I don't understand. Um, I don't understand the the, the point of uh, Arctic Blast Batman. Because he's rarely outside of Gotham. <laughs> well, he's hey, got to he fight like, Mr. Freeze, right? I yeah, mean, yeah, you're right. You're right. I guess he, he brings the winner to you. <laughs> uh, well, uh, hopefully, uh, hopefully uh, they, they won't put out Minty Fresh Batman or something like that. Now <laughs> you're just being stupid. Hey, man, yeah. there you go. There you go. So uh, that'll wrap up our mailbag for this episode, and I will kick it back to Solbro. All right. Well, um... Any uh, any last bits of news? Any uh, any last thoughts before we close out this up? No. Well, um, if anything, uh, everybody definitely check out these websites. Head on over where the magic happens. M A H Q dot net. That's the Mecca and Anime headquarters. Also, you can check out Gundam's main website at Gundam dot net. That's right. It's spelled as it sounds. Also, you can find us on iTunes, Facebook, and other forms of social networking. If you look for those links, you'll find them at Gundam dot net as well. After listening to this episode, you should definitely check out Chaos Theater. And you can find it by going to chaostheater.blogspot.com. A jack-of-all-trades otaku podcast hosted by MAHQ and Gundam's own Chris Guanche and our favorite pedal bear South, Pedro Cortez. And uh, shout-out to all our listeners. Thank you for um, checking out the show and, and being subscribed to it. For those who uh, are listening to the show for the first time, definitely head on over to iTunes, type in Gundam, and subscribe to us there. And um, other than that, uh, this is wraps up. Got the Zoom Marketplace, man. Oh, 
or yeah. Xbox Music or whatever the hell hey, it's called now. We're still on Zoom, so you can find us on that too. And you also can find us on Stitcher. If you have the Stitcher app, I've been meaning to say this for a while, but if you have the Stitcher app on your uh, iPhone or your an- an Android Marketplace, we're now a part of that app, so you can find Gundam on there too. Outside of that, uh, that's all there was for this episode, episode 105 of Gundam at MAHQ. We'll see you guys next time. Yes, attacking him is triggering a defense mechanism. Don't listen, General! Destroy the monster while we still have the chance! General, you shoot now and the whole thing starts all over again. Stop it now, General! Our future's at stake! Order, sir! Which is why you have got to stop, General! Let's get it closer! Order, sir! Don't shoot! Don't shoot! Hogarth! Hold your fire! The boy's alive? It's a trick! Launch the missile! Are you mad, Mansley? All units, stand down! Rogar to Nautilus. Come in, Nautilus. This is not worth standing by. Launch the missile now! That missile is targeted to the giant current position! Where's the giant, Mansley? Well, uh. We can duck and cover. There's a fallout shelter right There's there. There's no way can... to survive this, you idiot! You mean, we're all going to, to die, Mansley? For our country. Screw our country! I want to live! Hold him, man. Make sure he stays here like a good soldier. Gundam at MAHQ is a Shinjuku station and MAHQ.net joint. Hi, Jeremiah. Hello, Jeremiah. You look different. No shit. Yes, I'm 12 years old. How old are you? 32. Ah. Yeah. You, you look older. Well, thank you. Older than 32, you mean? Yes. Oh, even better. Good. Goes to show how much things have changed, yes. It does. Now I do my hair, you know. Right. Voice. Okay. Getting older, man. Getting older. Get down. Get, oh yeah. Well, me, of the future? Oh, is there more of this? I'm sorry. So, how are things, you know? Um, okay. This is very unusual. Yes, definitely. It's quite cool, you know. Here I am on the screen, and here you are. You're right there. Over here, yeah. Yes. Is there anything in particular you wanted to know about? As far as I can see, is Molly still alive? Is Molly still alive? No. Dogs don't live that long. Ah. Uh, and uh, what about Leon? Are all your questions going to be about pets? Yes. Well, then the answer is they're all dead. Why don't I ask you some questions? You'll ask me questions? You know about... You already know. Well, yeah, but... 
life before the internet's kind of a blur to me. What? Think for cash yet? The internet. It's a thing that you'll know what it is in a few years. It's going to completely take over your life. You're going to spend many hours sitting in a room staring at a screen. I'm knowing about my own future. That's cool. Well, I'm glad that pleases you. So, I can't re What do you do exactly? You know what I like! You're me! Yeah, but you must have hobbies of some You're kind. interviewing yourself. Look at you. You're... You, you left the, the tape. It don't, don't do the... I'm not... Excuse me. Oh, charming. No wonder I'm single. I am you. Exactly. Who are you blaming me for? Because I'm the result of every decision you make. Well, so are you. Well, fine. Well, huh. Yeah, see, I don't know how I'm supposed to react to that. Okay, Ooh, so look. I see a Star Wars figure down Never there. Never mind that for now. What were Can you... I have it? Dude, you have that one already. It's literally the same one. Oh, yes. Here it is. I got it right here. Yeah, except Molly chewed mine, so... Be more careful with it. Sorry. Don't apologize to me. Apologize to yourself in 20 years. I'm sorry, Jeremiah. See, I just did it for us. Very clever, Jeremiah. I'm glad I thought of it. That's the spirit.